1: morning
2: there's only one way to start this show how
1: about them cowboy
2: how about them cowboys nfc <laughs> champs costing Sean <laughs> yet another dinner and playoff two seed meaning if the cowboys is seven point favorites beat the packers at jerry world then they get another game at home where they've currently won 16 straight at home.
3: Here we go! Here we go! <laughs> Thank you. I, you hit Craig in the background I, I, <laughs>
2: I was extremely impressed with the way the Cowboys responded on the road yesterday at Washington <gasps> after getting a field goal blocked and a Dak oh, pass God, tipped cool. into an interception yes. and falling behind their arch rival 10-7. Here they came, 71 yards and seven plays, riding the tough inside runs of one Tony Pollard to the go-ahead touchdowns. Ah. Scoring 31 unanswered points to beat the Commander's commanding lead, 38 to 10. (laughs) So we're about to deal with two questions here. (laughs) How much do the Cowboys look like a threat to win the entire NFC? And will they start by beating Green Bay next Sunday at 4.30 Eastern on Fox, where it belongs? Good morning to Michael Irvin. Good morning to Keyshawn Johnson. Keyshawn, we will give you the first shot, you being the Cowboy hater
1: that you are. With some tough inside Um, runs. With some tough inside inside. runs. Tough inside runs. See, Good and there goes the problem. And this is why this is why people come up to me in places in gas stations or yeah. stores or whatever and say I hate the cowboys. Why do you hate the
0: cowboys? Just so what you much?
1: teed up. Yeah. It, 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 come on, Skip. Here's you asked a question, right? Or or <laughs> best, well, first of all, I'm gonna start oh. off by saying this. Slow your roll. <laughs> you beat a team that coach was packing his bags, had yeah. already yeah. did that, mm-hmm. was fired early this morning. So let's slow that down. Now you're talking about the NFC championship game, which means that you would be going to the Super Bowl. Are they a threat? No, they're not a threat. Mm. They're a threat to get to the NFC championship game. Mm. I can't take anything away from what we saw yesterday to believe that all of a sudden this team has emerged as the top contender Mm. in the entire NFC to be the representative Mm. in Las Vegas. I can't do that. Because I also watched the San Francisco 49ers play with Sam Darnold at quarterback. They just do what they do. They, so let's, let's. They lost. It doesn't matter though that they lost, but mm-hmm. their offense was moving the football, mm-hmm. and they was in rhythm and sync. Mm-hmm. I, I don't worry about that at all. They're not limping in. Mm-hmm. Okay, they're gonna be fine. Here's what I would say: You got to worry about Green Bay and this magical young quarterback and his confidence level. Yes, seven and a half point favorites. You have scored an average of about forty points. Where well, that average dipped a little bit after the Detroit game. Thirty-seven. But now thirty-seven. Start, I
3: said dipped a little bit. Yeah, yeah, right. right you right, just right. couldn't help yourself. It's not really a dip if you round oh, so, it up and oh, it's still score it's okay. well, anyway, it. Okay, anyway,
1: be long. it dipped a little okay. bit, but you're still scoring a bunch of points at home. <laughs> Green Bay is gonna come in there, feeling a certain type of way. Mm. They don't understand, nor do they know what this atmosphere is about yet. That's that is true. a dangerous situation yep. for the Dallas Cowboys to be presented with in their first game in the playoffs to understand that Jordan Love and all these young guys and Romeo Dobbs and Kenny Clark and company can come into Jerry's world and potentially unseed you guys. But here's what I would say. It certainly looked like, based on your draw at a seven and a half point favorite, that you will advance mm-hmm. to the divisional round. I don't know who you're going to run into in the divisional round. We'll wait and see. I'll give you my prediction and score of the game later on this week. Okay.
3: Fair enough. I thought it was a commanding victory against the commanders.
1: I, I, it, you, a commanding you, victory. You, you won the game. Man. Right, right, right. But, Coach but, had but, already but called all,
3: you, Hawk. But on we already talked about it. Now, there was a lot on the line here. And in the, in the, the, the unveiling of this game I thought was very important. Because at first skip, Key, I saw this thing with those first mistakes. I said, oh, that's not good. Mm. But as I watched the game a little bit longer, I kind of realized that I didn't really get a panic attack with those. And, and usually I'm like <gasps> getting a panic attack when they mess up early. Mm-hmm. But I was okay, I was cool, I was calm. I was like, all right, all right, let me wait, let me see. And what was impressive is they didn't let that deter them. No. <laughs> they didn't say, oh, oh, here we go again on the road now. that was worth extrapolating mm-hmm. from that game. Yep. That piece right there. You found they, that out all they, that? They, they, mm-hmm. they, they, they did not say, uh-oh, here we go again, and continue to go down here. They pulled up, tightened up their britches, straight up They struggled up their in game, the
1: first quarter, And they man, got stopped.
3: it going. But that was a growth right there because it was on the it road, was. Skip. It was on the road. And right here, easily, easily, we, they could have looked at each other and said, ah, oh, here we go again. It's just isn't going to work. Or even, e- even if they win the game but they struggle through it all day, they still leave with that thought on their mind. I said it right here, right now, that I needed my big-money guys to step up and play in this big-money game, and it was a big-money game. Mm. This was a big-money game. All of them stepped up, and, and, and they showed up. I, I, I Michael Parsons played. I can't believe Liam that. and Dak Prescott, I, 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 they played. They and, when, and when the leaders they play did like did that, fight. the others will follow. They will The follow. others will follow, and they follow. And you can say what you want. I we, ain't saying we, we beat a, we, that was a That was a division opponent. That was a division opponent. You beat on the road that you always, that always plays you hard. We ought to know about division opponents. Ask Philadelphia mm. about a division yeah. opponent. You can tell you know division opponents. They, they are different when you're playing. So, 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 I know, I thought that was an excellent Excellent game to go in the playoffs off of right there. You exercise all demons and you straighten your back back up so you can go in here you do. and do what you need. So you do. got two games. You at exercise your demons. You, you though. No, you got two games off of. Can we talk about the day? No, I'm just saying, y'all got the two games at home. Yes. Then you go on
1: the road. You just were saying right. you exercise the demons. Right, 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 but right. The right, problem right. with exercising the demons on the road against potentially the San Francisco yeah. 49ers yeah. is Kyle Shanahan will be on the sideline and not as a corpse. Where, where Ron Rivera was on the sideline, but he was a corpse already. But, but, so I'm but just he, gonna leave it at that. This. I'm gonna leave it, that. He
3: this. He we'll this. leave it at that. We are hoping to see San Fran, but 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 if they don't make it, we'll see someone in Dallas. You see, what I'm saying is. We're, we're going to give someone else a shot. You hope to see someone issue. in Dallas. And, and if it's, maybe, maybe, maybe the rain. Michael! I, you, you assume it. We're we worried about right now. No, you assuming, saying, it, right I now. assume I ain't assuming. I'm telling you. Because you already listen, talking about they seeing San Francisco. Cowboys Nation, don't listen to this rhetoric and don't mm. allow this virus in your computer. What you saw yesterday you. was what? a perfect My game. By, a great game played by the Dallas they Cowboys. They did a good I'm job serious. against just, a coach that had called
1: U-Haul the week before to pick his stuff up. Mm. Man, what are
3: you talking about? Those dudes did not look like oh, they were oh, not God. full uh, yeah. and, uh, and sound mind and body on that field. The commanders were playing hard. Really they good. Were, they, yeah, they, they wanted to spoil. They wanted to spoil yeah. the cowboys. 38 season. points, they played hard. They didn't play hard. That's my yeah. point. Yeah. The if first,
1: skip the skip first quarter, yeah. they played extremely hey, hard.
3: I, I'm with Skip on this. Really? I hard. saw a glimpse of a running game. It was just a sparkle, mm-hmm. but I but 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 I saw a little bit of a sparkle and a glimpse of a run game. Yeah. And if that thing there that, that can just 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 work a little bit better, mm-hmm. that run game, mm-hmm. oh then then, but then, then I what, would be I'm ready to go. But I'm always trying to, to slow Francisco. you down. I would be
1: ready to go I, see. San I'm trying Francisco. to slow y'all down because it's a one game at a time and you know yeah. Stop putting your skis ahead. Just mm. stop. Okay, I'm about to
2: speed up because I loved what I saw yesterday because I know how dangerous that game was against our arch rival on the road when we handed them momentum twice. Our field goal kicker came in, our rookie field goal kicker having made all 35, all 35, and what happens? He gets one blocked and returned almost him. for a touchdown. That was blocking scheme. I'm man. just I saying. But that I was
3: blocking and, and, and they talked about that. They, yeah. shouldn't count, yeah. they shouldn't count that against them. But it counts. But it counts against him. And it counts against
2: him. He was a little shook and maybe, right. and he did miss a 36-yarder. Yeah, he missed but that one. But at the end of the game, he got a reprieve. He got, thank you, God, one more shot from 50 yards, and it was right down Broadway. And he's back, and we're back, right back in the saddle yeah. where we belong. So what did I see? I saw Eric Bieniemy throw every, every kitchen kid. sink in that stadium at our team, e- right. every trick play, everything that they could think of, and they yeah. were playing their tails off because they were living and dying for one last Super Bowl hurrah to give their coach a parting gift. And we, we were in jeopardy. We're down 10 to 7 on the road. And all of a sudden, I and look I up, that. and I see after all the week about – Dalvin Cook and Dalvin Cook and let him cook in Dallas. Will you stop? Man, Skip? What did I see? I'll show you, you what I saw. Oh my Tony God! Tony Pollard. Y'all believe it we see Tony Pollard. I'll make it this thing. Wasn't Here's right. Tony oh, Pollard. 85 This
1: bears. is the drive of the yeah. year. 85 Tony bears. They're really not great? running hard. Oh, that, that's
3: oh, running
2: that's hard. Good you see him get those yards. Oh, look at this. Look at this. Tony Pollard. Running right up the gut, and you cannot get him on the ground. Here's Tony those Pollard again. To Tony Pollard, up the and gut, running between the tackles. Between the tackles, can't get him on the ground. Can't get him on the game. ground. Tony Pollard no, no, no. says, no. I will not be denied. Bam. Boom! Bam.
3: Look at this touchdown, Bam. running game. There you go. Right. And <laughs> <laughs> No, seriously, seriously. He said he he gets one of those games. (laughs) He used to get one or two of those a game. That's when he came in as a backup. for. uh, for, Y'all really selling this victory. Now, as a starter, he got three. I'm telling you, that's a difference. Michael, y'all selling this victory against Washington So,
2: so hard. Okay, here comes Green Bay. Guess what, Keyshawn? Green Bay ranks 28th in the NFL in rush defense. Yeah. They do not stop the run. Four times they have allowed 200 plus yes. yards rushing. Nobody in the league has allowed more 200 plus yard rush games mm. than Green Bay's defense. So has. are you
1: predicting y'all going to rush for
2: 200? No, but what if we get 150 to complement right. our throwing you, you, you game should, Because we can throw. You should beat Green Bay, Skip. Hey, what did you see yesterday? You should beat them. Right here, right now. Dak Prescott and C.D. Lamb are the most Explosive yes. and effective right. duo yes. in the National Most, Football right. League. They are
1: nobody. Nobody
2: yeah, can touch this that right now. That is correct. They are hot, and, and I got to hot. see Tua and Tyreek last night. And in the second half, they right. went nowhere slowly. So all of a sudden, it looks like Dak and CD. His right. QBR yesterday right. led the whole NFL weekend at 95. Okay. okay, okay, it's thank you. Okay. okay. But we did that when it, when it, I wasn't sure. I don't know that you were completely sure you're going to see that yesterday. That happened. Our running game happened. We Stefan Gilmore, his shoulder popped out and it yep. scared me because I, I don't know where we'd be without him. But he said he's going to be good to go against Green Bay. Ooh, I don't I know if he's so. going to have to wear a harness so, dude, or anything dude, to make dude. sure it doesn't pop out again.
3: That's a hard but, fall, dude. but but, and but, it, that hurts.
2: but at least his legs are okay. So mm. if his legs are okay, he can at least cover. But that was a, a yeah, scary one Yeah, but one a,
3: a one-handed covering man is not covering. It's not. You, you know, know right, and right, I'm right. worried about that. Yeah. Whenever you got to put that. That brace on now you're gonna be limited in getting your yep. hand, getting your arm up. And that's exactly what he he needs to be. I, able I
1: think to do. you guys played great yesterday, Skip. Mm. But y'all are really pouring it on to make it seem like this was an inferior opponent that you played against. The yep. Green Bay mm. Packers are coming in here as an unknown. You Eric, don't know. Yep. You're talking about the kitchen sink that mm-hmm. Eric B. enemy threw yep. at you. Well, here's another unknown coming to Dallas that you know nothing about. In fact, I I will echo your statement because they're so
2: unknown. I keep looking up yesterday and I say, wait a second, Dontavian Wicks? I never even heard of him until yesterday. And he led them with six catches for 61 yards. And then I'm saying, who is Bo Melton? He had five catches for 62. These are rookies, right? Mm -hmm. These are rookies, a fifth-round pick and a a former seventh-round pick. And then that oh, Jaden Reed, I, I look
3: up, Jake and he Wait, yeah, he's admit. a
2: Michigan State second-round right. kid. He had 112 yards catching yesterday, that's and that, that's that kid Kraft,
3: them uh, uh Tucker Kraft, I
2: look up, and he's got three for 31, and I'm saying, where's Romeo Dobbs? He caught no balls yesterday. Where's Christian Watson? His hamstring's still right. bothering me. He says he's going to come back. I don't know. We'll see. But But I saw three kids, just kids, Take over the game for Green Bay, and they were able to hold off Chicago, seventeen to nine. And I saw
3: a Chicago a surging team. Chicago That's team. Surging Chicago team. And, and I give you well. this:
2: Jordan Love has right. been spectacular the last eighteen games. Jordan Love has thrown eighteen touchdowns to one
1: pick, eighteen to one.
2: Yes, he was better than Aaron was in Aaron's first this year. This is started. not a
1: divisional opponent. Okay? Nope. Like Michael continues to keep screaming, the Giants know the Eagles, Washington knows Dallas, Dallas yep. knows Washington, Washington knows. Giants, yep. It, yep. this ain't that. This is nope. a team that you don't see too often. Well, and clearly, you We, we see him with Aaron Rodgers. Right. And, yeah, you right, saw yeah. him with Aaron Rodgers, yeah. but not this particular no. and, team. Yeah, yeah. And, with and there's, this particular there's particular one
2: player left right. who did play for Mike McCarthy, and his name is Aaron Jones, and he's a great yeah, he's young man. Right and, and he is flat out. He had 111 yards right rushing. Now. He caught three balls for 30-some yards. He can flat out play, and he has been a cowboy killer in his history. Yeah. He wanted to be drafted by the Cowboys, grew up in El Paso. He, he's, he, he is lethal for us. So right. will this be easy? No, it will not, will be, not easy. be easy. But can we score on this
1: defense? Sure we can. Yeah, I think you can. Yes. Yes. I think you, yes. I think you, I think you yes. certainly can score on them. Yeah. And I think you play well when you score at home. But at the same time, I'm worried about the unknown. When you don't know certain personnel mm-hmm. and you haven't seen certain guys perform at a certain level, yep. can they all of a sudden be up? uh uh you know 13-6 heading into halftime correct and you guys feel that tightness again that you had before in dallas yes it is highly possible so that's why i try to tell y'all
3: just slow it down it plays out because stefan gilmore goes down and and what skip's talking about and this is the fascinating part that i find with green bay and what worries me about green bay and and it's a thing we'll talk about through the day here that you'll notice I don't care how great you scheme up things. I don't care how great you you figure things out. Superior quarterback play overrides everything. Everything, every time, everything, especially this time of year. Every it just time does. you could just, it just see does. it. Superior Agreed. quarterback play will override everything. Yep. Joy and Love is, is teetering on some great things. And all those young guys he mentioned, and then all the young guys that ain't even playing, that does worry me. Mm. That does worry me. Let me tell you what I think on it sometimes. And, and what I think, yesterday's Green Bay game said, I don't know we're talking about Green Bay right here, but, but they said, well, we're talking about Dallas playing Green Bay. I said, I, I guarantee you in the locker room they said, we were right here last year, a lot of them young guys, with Aaron. We're going to make sure we win with Jordan. Because they like him. They much. like him. They play. And they like the difference yep. it is in the locker room. Kurt Warner interviewed Jordan Love for the show yesterday, and I was getting a chance to talk to Kurt and listen to that interview, you know, because I want you get a chance to listen to how he thinks. I just hear what he says. And he's such a likable dude. Yes. And whenever you get, like, remember when you get a coach and he's a real strict coach, they go and get a more players-like coach, player-friendly coach. Yeah. They want the, 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 the difference, the contrast, to wake the team back up. And now they got that at quarterback. And that makes all of them play hard. They play well together. And they all want the quarterback to have great success. That worries me. That worries me because then they'll play real hard. So, yeah, this is going to be a struggle. It it won't be an easy game. And it's the kind of game that Dallas should worry about because these guys are too young to even understand how big of a game this is. And that they are Well,
1: here. I'm glad you finally got there at 6.48 this morning because before, well, you was already in San Francisco. But I'm no, glad you no, know no, no, that no. this Green Bay no, game
3: it, ta- When it's time to come to this, I'm going to come to this. But I'm not going to let you rob my glory with that story earlier. Before, we were talking about the great victory before we get on to the next opponent. The great victory, it was a great victory. Mm. That was, a great victory. that was a perfect victory by Dallas Cowboys yesterday. It really was. Okay. All right. So, Keyshawn,
0: yes,
2: bottom sir. line to this game against Green Bay, because they are young and don't understand, they're naive to what they're right. getting into. They might just be too young to live up to this. I, I just think we'll see. our team's just a little better than they are, playing at a little higher level with a little more, a lot more experience. But they so, won't realize that yeah, skill
3: Dallas yeah. has to. Put that, Put that on me. I have to stomp that in them. Listen, you're young, and it's not your time. I agree. And you got to do that by putting up some points early on. All right. So everybody
2: keeps just accepting that Dallas is going to wind up if they win two home games at San Francisco. No, you, you, you okay. guys are That's accepting I that. That, no. that. I don't think I take
1: one game at a time. That's right. y'all jumping okay. well, to San Francisco. I'm, right I'm going to jump.
2: Know, I'm, I'm going to jump because I'm going to jump past San Francisco. I'm going to do this. I'm going to give you my Super Bowl scenario for the Dallas Cowboys. Think about this. We got Matt Stafford going back to where he played for 12 years in Detroit. That team is Uh the most dangerous team other than Dallas to me, and obviously San Francisco, in this tournament. What if the Rams go and beat Detroit? Wouldn't surprise me a bit. With those two receivers, Cooper Cup didn't play yesterday, but if you get Cup and and Puka going, it's just hard to deal with, man. And Detroit has has been blown out at home a couple times where you say, yeah. well, what did, what was that? And right? No them, like, well, you guess who did it? Jordan Love did it on Thanksgiving. Okay. Right. So the point is, what if the Rams go in there and win? And LaPorta's okay. not. Right. LaPorta's out. Okay. LaPorta's okay. I, I assume he's out. I mean, yeah, it looks bad. The question it, yeah. look yeah, okay. bad. We looks
3: right. bad. We hope he's
2: well. Right. But yeah. What if... The Eagles just can't pick themselves up off the mat, and they go down to Tampa on Monday night, a week from tonight, and they lose. It wouldn't shock me one bit because they've given you no evidence over the last six weeks that they can pick themselves up off the mat. Smart thinking. Okay? What if Baker Mayfield and company have to come to Dallas for our oh. second playoff game? Oh, that's okay, what I pray for. okay, we can we can beat them because we've seen them. They lost at home to New Orleans. They're they're just okay. They, Baker sort of maxed out and did the best he could. Their defense is still very good. Their run defense is really good. But can they beat us in Dallas? I say no. Okay. So what if the Rams then, the Rams would then go to San Francisco? Yeah. They are not afraid of the 49ers, a division opponent. They know them. They know each Have other. Have
3: you seen that okay. record, Shanahan yeah, versus McVeigh. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. And yeah. you know sooner or later, it's got to change. It's going to change. change. Turn. It's, it's just, just going to change. Okay.
1: Turn. So you turn. telling me that the Rams got a better roster better players than the 49ers?
3: No. Okay. Hey. No, no, no. Hey. Right. But any given Sunday, hey, the, Rams, Michael,
2: stop. the Rams can score. Oh, stop, man. Y'all that better stop. That running back can run. Those you two know, receivers sure. can catch. That coach can coach. You're to I give any, him a shot?
1: You're trying to figure out any way to I, I, bypass the well, 49ers. The easiest I, I, path.
2: I saw it the last time yeah, his team good. won a Super Bowl. The last time in 1995. 28 years he, ago.
3: Okay, but the Jimmy curse has been the broken. Be the 49ers at all. Yeah. Keyshawn. No. Keyshawn.
1: Are you crazy?
3: No, Michael. No, no. we're not getting the Rams 49ers games. I'm just saying this man's giving you a scenario I'm that can play out. That, that can play out. Okay. Keyshawn, it happened in 1995.
2: It happened to them. They couldn't deal with Steve Young and company. They had lost the <laughs> NFC Championship game oh, the year before. They, Steve Young and, and Jerry and Rice came right. to. Green Bay, that's right. That's right. They, they came to Dallas and just stomped them 38 to 20. And I'm thinking, I don't know if Dallas man. can beat San Francisco. And then it's Green Jones. Bay went out there and knocked them off. Right. And Green Bay came to Dallas where Brett Favre was 0 and 6 against the Cowboys. And it became 0 and 7. I there you go.
3: Match two balls. I think on Craig yeah. Newsom's head. Give me the two touchdowns. We just took that game. He yeah, just took, took it. that game. It and you, Super Bowl here. You're not playing, playing
1: football anymore. I'm just saying. The but he, he's
3: talking then. about the Jimmy Johnson curse. Jimmy huh? yeah. Johnson's Johnson. not. Johnson. Jimmy is not coaching the Dallas the Cowboys. Curse is broken. The curse is broken. Yeah. yeah I mean, people don't want to talk about that. But that curse this. is broken. Now the curse is broken. Lord, have mercy. y'all gonna mess around and jinx the team and get popped by Green Bay,
1: and we won't even be having this conversation.
3: See that right there. Are you Keith.
2: predicting that?
1: No, I'm not.
2: Okay, well,
1: I'll be, I will bet you that the Green Bay Packers are gonna come into Dallas and give a fight. Now, it's whether yeah, that's or not fight. Dallas buckles. Mm.
3: I'll let you know on Friday you want to pick it. said, okay? what, what does that mean? See, that, that, that sounds like you just said something about the Cowboys. Every team going to give a fight, and we going to check to see if they buckle. Come on, man. get, get us out of here. He's just throwing up anything now. That's just it. Craig, y'all get the. You beat we, we a team. Right. You we beat a team. team, right. we, beat a team we beat a, coach a team coach got
1: fired. Stop. How many teams y'all have beat this shit right. the, the, the coach got fired. we got to talk about what happened last night.
2: What did the Bills <laughs> prove about the Dolphins? <laughs>
4: and about themselves last night. Here we
0: go. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers, to string trimmers and more, Right now, save $30 on the American-made steel FS-56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS-56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
2: Josh Allen did some spectacularly bad things last night and finally some spectacularly good things, as usual. And he got lots of help from a 96-yard punt return and a defense that shut out Tua and Tyreek in the second half. And Buffalo won the AFC East and gets Pittsburgh at home next Sunday at 1 Eastern. Mm, uh, Good morning to Richard Sherman. But, Rich, hang on just a second because I'm going to go to Michael first here. Michael, what did last night tell you about the Bills and about the Dolphins?
3: Well, listen, I looked at this game, and as I was watching, I saw this as a – Battle of Supermans, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Tyreek Hill on one side is the Superman for the Miami Dolphins. I mean, they run everything through Tyreek Hill, and if somehow you can slow that down, you really put a dent in what Miami's trying to do. Yep. That's all Buffalo does. Buffalo says, let's focus on Tyreek Hill. But Tyreek had 13 targets. Mm. No, Jalen Waddle. Nope. The next person had three targets. Yep. <laughs> So the Superman wide receiver can't do it without any help. That Superman quarterback, he can do it without help. I mean, he gets the ball first, and he played incredibly. Skip, you just talked about those interceptions or or some of the plays he made. You know, that throw down to the end zone. You said, what are you doing on third and two? It's bonehead play. Bonehead. But the interception. Is not that bad. It's an interception where you're getting the ball, giving the ball up 95 yards away from the touchdown. So we, we count all interceptions, but some are more devastating than others. If you give that ball up and they only got 30 yards away to go for a touchdown, that's a different thing. 95, okay, that's like a turnover on downs, whatever. But so, so, so that don't count. But Josh Allen played great football. He did everything he needed to do to win that game. And Irie, I'm telling you, I watch games. I watch, I watch mannerisms. I like to watch what people say after the game because it kind of tells me your spirit and what was in your heart, you know. And even watching them, I watch him walk up to Diggs, and we've talked about what's going on with Diggs. What's going on. He gave Diggs dap and turned away. It was almost like this is my team, my unit. I'm running. Everything. That's what I sensed. I said, oh, after a victory like that, if Troy and I walked up to each other, we're going to be yelling all in each other's face. We're not going anywhere. Then we're going to talk about, man, there are many other things we could have gotten done. What next week we're going to be doing these things. To see them do that and break away, I said, mm, that's something. But I saw the power in Josh. Josh has taken over this team from coach, from players, from everybody. Mm -hmm. He doesn't care. That's why he threw that ball. And you didn't see now. One person said, come on, man, think, think, think. All that's out. This is Josh Allen, Superman's team, and he's playing like a Superman. I can't wait to see what happens throughout the playoffs. If he continues to carry this, this kind of confidence, and, and, and this is my team, I'm doing what I want to do. Skip, I thought, I thought he played a great game. The battle of the two Supermans, and the Superman that has the ball, all the time in his hands every play, he won over the Superman that needs you to find ways to get him the ball because that's all Buffalo's defense did was mm. focus on Tyreek Hill mm. and nobody else could step up. Mm. Go, Richard.
5: Yeah, I, I I agree with with some of that. I think those those turnovers could have proved costly in a game. You know, if you're playing a better team, you know uh, Miami hasn't been great against. Teams were winning records all season. They've struggled in these games. They struggled against Buffalo early in the season, earlier in the season. Um, they played better this game. But I I, I think th- those turnovers and those plays are going to be what keeps them from a Super Bowl. I think this has been a great story for Buffalo. You know, they went from a, a fringe playoff team uh, majority of the season. You know, they were they were almost a 500 team. Uh, at points of the season, and to all the way to the number two seed in the AFC, which is impressive. And Josh Allen is a huge reason b- for that. Um, he did throw for 359 yards. Uh, only had eight incompletions in the game, two of them being those interceptions in the end zone that took points off the board. board but he did lead the team in rushing. So again, he is doing everything he can to will this team and put them in position to 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 be competitive and to to be a playoff team. They have uh, the number two seed, so. You know, they'll get at least two home playoff games, and, and I think they will be formidable. It's not easy to go to Buffalo at this time of the year and win ball games. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed with what he's been able to do to, to will this team into the position they're in. But you got to, at some point, you know, th- those plays like that are the reason, you know, Buffalo did, didn't have a Super Bowl ring, doesn't have a Super Bowl ring now. And if he doesn't correct those in these playoffs, they won't have a Super Bowl ring this year. But I think. You know, the same thing that makes you laugh, makes you cry. He is the reason they're he, in this position. He's the reason they're the two seed. He's the he's the Superman that that uh, Irv is saying he has been. And he played like that a lot of this last game.
2: OK, I, I'm going to reiterate what I said Friday. Buffalo is just better than Miami. I know, Michael, you hung on picking Miami yep. in part because you're you're from there. And I respect that.
3: But the, but pi- the explosive, pi- the explosive speed I, I, they have, man. It, it, but it without to your point, of- without waddle, right? Without waddle, like said, it's so hard on so
2: Tyreek, and it's still so a hard. dependent position right. where he can't throw it to himself. Right. And I'm not the biggest Josh Allen fan, but he's way better in these moments than Tua is. Yeah. Tua is just limited. He just he's a soft arm he thrower w- without a lot of velocity. Yeah. He's he's got. Nice football IQ, he can time it up, he can get rid of it quickly, he can throw it on, on anticipation. I, I got that, but it, if, if Tyreek is up against a really heady, savvy defense led by a Jordan Poyer, they don't have Micah Hyde right now, but Poyer's just all over the field quarterback in that defense, it's, just, it's hard to move the ball. I look at what happened to Miami in the second half. This is the team that scored 70 in three quarters on Denver. And in the second half last night, they went 0 for 4 on third down, and they had 57 total yards in the second half. 57 total yards. It was 14 to nothing Buffalo in the second half. They got shut out in the second half by Buffalo's defense that that has lost a lot of key players. You know, Matt Milano and Tredevious White and Vaughn hasn't been the same all year they're not what they were, but they still know how to play defense the way Richard knew how to play defense. Play it with your head, and they made it very hard, as Michael pointed out on Tyreek. And then you live and you die with Josh. So in the first half, and and once in the third quarter, you died with him because let's let's quickly see the two picks he threw. And Michael, you're right; they're they're end zone interceptions, but they cost you points. Because the first one comes that's on, it's, it's third and goal at the five yard line, and you think, well, do. at least give me a three here. That's the. Now this is three. a bad interception. Yeah, at least give me three. Any right. back foots it? I, I have no. no idea. Okay. Right. Okay.
3: Just a misread between the mis- two. between the two. Okay. Okay. He's probably expecting him to come back at that ball, come right back, and he, he goes he inside. Did. You All right. know, and, and then we have mis- got another
2: one late in the first quarter that's fourth and two at the thirty-five, and this is one of his fall away <sighs> beauties that he tries to pull off. He tries to out Mahomes, Mahomes, and it's. He knows he's on Sunday Night National see, Television,
3: see, let me tell you something. Why? This is. This is. It, it, are they going to kick a field goal from here? Okay, so you think it's a punt? It's, go, it's, it's like it's a you know, punt. You know, it, it's okay. a punt. Right. So, so it doesn't. It does, it's not devastating. Okay. He said, "Okay, fourth down. I, I want. I want to. If they're going to try to kick a field goal, that's one thing. Yeah. But since we're going for it." I don't see any opportunity. I got to get the ball up in the play somewhere. And it was smart of him. All right. It was smart of him to say, let me put the ball in play in the end zone and not around the line of scrimmage trying right. to get the first down. That, that makes the All difference. All right. And then
2: he gets away with one that hits somebody in the helmet. This is 436 left in the second quarter that turns into a, a Sherfield touchdown. <laughs> if we could see this play. Uh, this this isn't exactly how you drew it up. I think it hits somebody, and and then Shurfield grabs on the back line. You you got a big break there, and it could have gone the other way. As you well know, the ball goes up in the air, and maybe somebody snatches it and goes the other way for 70, 80 yards. And then finally, the last play of the first half, And when Sean McDermott was interviewed at halftime, he was scathingly critical of the last throw of the half because, as as Sean said, you have to throw this in the end zone. You just have to throw it in the end zone. And instead, it's a yard short. It's a yard short. And, and boy, Sean McDermott laid it on Josh at halftime for that. And then Josh did come out in the third quarter, if we could see this, and he had the ball just taken right away from him. He's he's not – he doesn't have –
3: this is still the last play. Mm. But if we well, that's a of, great play, though, by, by Miami's defense yeah, right there. They though. just took the ball away. Took the ball away. All right. Keep him out of, right. you know, out of the end zone on that hit. Yeah.
2: So I've shown you enough, as, to echo Richard here, uh, those are enough plays. You could lose a big game at Miami, right? Aren't, aren't
3: those enough yeah. plays we you'd say, ooh. Yeah, but, 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 but those plays are where you're right here. That's him saying nobody's open. Yep. My pocket is covered. Nobody's yep. open, so I'm I got I got to get going. out of this. I got to get out of these glasses and get out of this Clark yep. Kent stuff and turn to Superman. <laughs> and right. and, and they try and they get him. That that right there. Right. Yeah, he wants. I want you to protect the ball, but I understand the decision he made. Okay, so
5: yeah, but I, yeah, yeah, go but ahead, I, The Richard. decision. This, this decision the decision is never. Ball. Yeah. It got to be it got to be protect the ball because, you know, every Superman has a kryptonite. And if your (laughs) kryptonite is turnovers, then you're never going to win. You're not going to win in this league. You're not going to win the big games. You're not going to win in the playoffs because those things are critical. And to win Super Bowls, you have to go on an incredible run. We talk about some of these quarterbacks and the runs they go on in the playoffs. A lot of times it's the lack of turnovers that that allow their teams to succeed. It's it's. When Joe Flacco, everybody says he overachieved that Super Bowl when they won in Baltimore. He didn't have yeah. one interception the, the entire four know. games. He had well, 11 touchdowns. Yeah. You talk about Eli Manning's runs. You know, Eli would have very pedestrian regular seasons, but he'd yeah. get in these playoffs and turn into a whole different beast. He'd, he'd 13 touchdowns, 14 touchdowns to one or zero interceptions in these, these Super Bowl runs. So that's where I understand what you're saying, Irv, where you're like, hey – you know, he's trying to do what he could. He punted the ball. But a lot of quarterbacks just eat the ball in those situations. A lot of quarterbacks don't put the ball in Horn's way or they hit their back foot and let the ball go. You don't have to extend every play. You don't have to take every play and make it spectacular. Sometimes the routine plays get the job done. And he does do the routine plays a lot of times at a high level. But it's those turnovers. It's him trying to do too much. It's him not just eating the ball and fumbling the ball in the pocket. And if it happened once or twice, you'd say, Oh, okay, you know, it's not that common. But every single year we're talking about these Josh Allen turnovers costing his team. And this game it didn't cost them because their defense played well enough to win the game. They stopped this explosive offense. But usually you turn the ball over three times, that's a nail.
3: Right, but but, but, but what I'm trying to say, and we're talking here in the same areas, but what I'm trying to say is – you mentioned guys that got it without getting those interceptions. The Brett Favre's in the world, they won a Super Bowl, too, and they threw plenty of interceptions. But the difference is, at some point, they learn when they can and when they can't try those plays that you're talking about. You're not going to snatch all of it out of him. So I got to make sure he's discerning of when he should and when he shouldn't try those plays. That fourth and two, that's a discerning moment. Okay, you want to throw that ball down here? You can do that. We're turning this ball over. You're not getting that first down. Let's try to make a play in the end zone. If that guy is crazy enough to intercept it, that's great. Now they got 95 yards to go. If he's smart, he should bat it down, and they'll start first down over here. And then that interception counts even more than it did when you start 95 yards. I'm never going to get Josh Allen – to not get taking those opportunities. And you don't want to take that from him. You don't want to take him snatching off his glasses in his coat, turning into Superman. You just want him to be smart when he snatches off those glasses and take and take off that coat. Okay, so as we all know, Josh Allen, since he entered this league, has
2: led this entire league in right. turnovers. Right. And yet, as we all know, this team was 6-6 six and six at one point, and their biggest turnaround game came at home against our Cowboys – when they literally ran us off the field and Josh threw or completed a grand total of seven passes in that game. So that was a James cook game more than it was a Josh game, but I will give Josh this in the second half last night, when it mattered the most, when the momentum was shifting, he was 14 out of 15 for 141 yards in the second half, albeit against a dolphins defense that didn't have Xavier Howard and has lost Bradley Chubb. And I don't know what, uh, Jalen Ramsey's been doing. He he got smoked once by Diggs, and and Josh missed him deep. But, but they, they they're not the same on defense. They've lost too many people, and I I think they're going to get smoked when they go to Kansas City and play. It's, it's supposed to be like ten
3: degrees right. w- when they're up there. So that, ooh, right. that's and, be and a problem. it's going to them. be difficult because what what I noticed with and, and and I love too, and I love what Mike McDaniels has done. Mike McDaniel has done in bringing in this offense and finding those seams and two of the anticipatory throwing ability. But at times, you got to convert that to a direct, a direct pass. That, 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 that throw he made to Tyreek Hill, he, that ball floated forever on that seven on the corner route. You yeah. need to, to bring that down now. And make that a direct pass. I just don't think he I mean, has Drew that. Drew Brees him. was great yeah. at being an anticipatory thrower. He was. But at some point, when Drew Brees got a clear lane, he was a anticipatory thrower because he had to get the ball up and over. He couldn't yep. see things. But when he got a clear lane, and you need to drill that ball in there, he had it. that ability. He did. And that's what I worry about with Tua. Mm. Because sometimes Tour needs to drill that ball, and that ball floats forever. Mm. And everybody gets an opportunity at right. it. Mm. So would I get Buffalo two home
2: wins? Sure, they got a great chance of winning two games up in no, the we're cold and the snow with that guy if he doesn't turn the ball over. But do I see them going to Baltimore and win? I do not. I, I just – I don't know about you, but I, I don't see them being able to pull that off.
3: Well, and, and here again, we remember this – we'll run this theme. If Josh Allen goes and plays a clean game, superior quarterback play yeah. overrides – Everything. Mm. Everything. I don't care what it is. It overrides everything. If Josh Allen plays superior and don't turn that ball over, they will have a chance to beat Baltimore. All right. One,
2: One last quick footnote about last night. I've made the case that Mike McDaniel gets a little full of himself talking to the media. He likes to hear himself talk at halftime. I'd never seen this before. He got asked coming out of halftime. He got asked one question and he answered it. And then that the interview was in cuz we got to go back to the game and he said that's it that's all you like like I've never seen a coach say yeah. don't you want to ask me another question usually they're all, they're the one running especially
3: right? with that game going on you should yeah. have been wanting to get back to that game right, that's just me all right.
2: all right in a moment we get back to the Dallas Cowboys how much do you trust Dak Prescott in playoff games that has become the question for our Cowboys that's next
4: no mercy no mercy
1: or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Here we go! Let's
5: go. Lamb! It's in! Touchdown!
2: Cowboy. <laughs> uh, what a great day it is for everybody. But, is, yeah. but now it's your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go with the first tweet This is from it. Dave. How Skip and Playmaker feel about the Cowboy haters this morning. Yep, we're going Ric Flair on everything. That's what right? I do right there. Whether you like right. it or don't like it. Uh, yes, yeah. sir we love it that red is classic yeah i
3: spent more liquor on spilt liquor across these
2: (laughs) brands classic. next up from our man rob crabtree Keyshawn preparing for this morning's show knowing he has to deal with skip and michael urban i don't have a headache i'm just preparing Taking a pill. You take any pills? You yeah, didn't take I, anything. Did I, you you take know any, what?
1: I anticipated, tylenol, I anticipated the amazing yeah. victory that you guys really? had over that jugging out of a team.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, he anticipated yesterday, too, because I'd say, Keith, what's up, man? Let's go watch the game. Oh, man, listen, man. No, man. Oh, listen. <laughs> I said, wait, you don't catch me sneaking out the other day. Yeah. Why would oh, I want to? Gonna... And I got to go viral. But now the Cowboys about to get what they need, and you want to sit down and watch this game with me. He <laughs> ran. Folks, he ran. He Why ran. Would I, want watch I couldn't even find it. To Dallas game with you. Why?
1: That makes zero sense. A game that's a layup. Oh, a coach that gone. is. A coach it that's been fired was a dead man it walking. Was on the road. Oh, when stop. No, All
2: right, right, and finally from Munster Inc. Skip and Michael walking on the set this morning. Uh, That's exactly what y'all do. (laughs)
1: Y'all beat y'all chest. That looks a a little more like me than Michael. Y'all beat the Washington
3: Commanders. Y'all sorry, boy. you you sorry, Here we go. That's the second seed in the National Football Conference. Thank you. The second seed. And speaking
2: of. Dak Prescott led the NFL weekend in a crucial road game at Washington with a QBR of 95. He wound up leading the NFL in touchdown passes with 36. Guess who was second on the list of touchdown passes? Look out. It was Jordan Love with 32. Now, Dak did, of course, last year lead the league in interceptions, and he does remain only two and four in playoff games. So, beginning this Sunday at home against Jordan Love and the Packers, 4:30 Eastern on Fox, where it belongs. How much do you trust Dak on a scale of one to ten, Keyshawn?
1: I, 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 playoff-wise, Gibbs, yeah, I trust him. Do you as, as a ten? Mm, I do. Ten. I do. Wow. Because if you, you don't go trust into us, the playoff- exactly, yeah. mm. exactly, mm, I trust him. Oh. But oh. I don't trust other guys oh. on your team. It ain't about him, but him and C.D. Lamb has certainly arrived. There's no question about it. They are a lethal combination, Mm -hmm. and they have what it takes to lead an offense and score points, okay? What I mean by that is he understands that's his go-to guy, just like number eight understood 88. He under four understands 88. It's everybody else. Hey, trust me. Can you eight, get, eight really understood can, can, 88. Can you yes. can you get Pollard to mm-hmm. run tough? Yeah. Can you get the offensive line to push the pile? Mm-hmm. Can you get Michael Parsons not against the commanders, but against Jordan Love and against whoever else, the Rams, or whoever your crazy thoughts might be? Mm-hmm. Can that side of the ball step up to the plate and mm-hmm. get it? Pushed? That's right. the question. Okay. It ain't about the quarterback. I understand the quarterback wears the star, and if you wear the star, you're the quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. People expect for you to be a certain way because of Roger Starback and Troy Aikman and company and all those sort of things. It ain't him, okay? And I understand what you think from a year ago in San Francisco, but the rest of the team has to play too, okay? Every time y'all win a game, it's because everybody else played well. When y'all scored 38 and 40 points, that's because everybody plays well. It ain't him. That's all I'm going to say. That's why I give him a 10 in the trust level.
3: And, and I give him a 10 Oof. on the scale of one to 10. I give him a 10. I love what Key is saying because Key is so funny because I talked about the theme of this show going to be superior quarterback play beats all. I go back when I look at Dak and I go back to last year's playoff game. And Troy was calling that game. Remember the game Troy was calling? He said, I don't understand this. Why are we not throwing the ball to C. D. Lamb? He's one on one. You know, when it's one-on-one, let's break away from all of this trying to design a play. You put your best guy on that guy and say, hey, let's play football. That's what we do. it. And he said, I don't know why they don't do it, but they should do it. He said, he said, in game, if I was playing, Michael would have 12 catches by now. Remember he said 12 catches by Somehow, they finally went and watched that game and listened to what Troy was saying. Because we've gotten out of this scheme beating scheme and said, hey, you the better guy, let's let I'm gonna let you go beat him. And I watch that sitting in that pocket, scanning, knowing where that where C D is at all the time, but scanning the field, never looking to run, only looking to deliver, and they deliver a late touchdown to C D Lamb. He's focused there. There's no doubt I trust him, mm. because he has that main Protagonist that he trusts is in C.D. Lamb, and he goes to him. Every and now all defenses are going to focus on C.D. and uh, grab, uh, gravitate around C.D. And other players then get opportunity. You saw Jalen Tolbert making plays. Brandon Cook scoring touchdowns. We get multiple touchdowns by multiple wide receivers now because so much focus is put on CeeDee Lamb because we first put the focus on CeeDee Lamb. And as I said to CeeDee Lamb yesterday, you know, listen, man, he's taking these eights to new heights. He's taking them to new heights. and, 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 And I told him, man, let's go ahead and finish this thing off with that Super Bowl victory in mm. 88's mm. first MVP mm. of a Super Bowl. It'd be great things, you know what I'm saying? See, so he was yeah. doing good. Yeah, yeah. He said, you I your that playmaker. We on our way. I missed it you in 95. I missed it 95. I missed it in 95. I should have gotten that MVP in Arizona. I missed it in 95. But C.D. Lamb, he's going to give 88 what you they doing need. You just fine. And that's an you explained everything MVP. You I'm just saying, mm. my man said he's going to manifest it. That's what he mm. told me, Salman. So Love love it. He's going to manifester. So, Michael Irvin. So good, man. I'm just telling you, man. I feel so good, too. I feel so good, Keith. I wish you would have come to mm. that game leather. I was mm. going to sneak pick this dude just mm. like he snuck-picked me, Skip. Mm. I was going to sneak peek at one of his worst why times. Why would I want to watch Washington when yeah. I already it know y'all going to
2: win? Mm. It was good, Skip. Yes, yeah, so, you knew what was coming, Keisha. I picked it, the yeah.
1: game for y'all to <laughs> win the damn game, Skip. That's why he showed but up. But I don't know if I'm picking y'all to beat Green Bay, but we'll yeah, see. we'll
2: see about that. Michael Irvin, you have made a stunning proclamation on this show that shocked me, but inspired me. Because you said this 88 has more talent than any 88 has ever had, including the 88 he's who is gifted, sitting right. right next to me right now. Mm-hmm. He is the most gifted 88. Yep. That's a mouthful from you. That's a heartful from you, right? That's because I think it. it's coming straight from right. your it heart. It is real.
3: It is hey. real. It well, is, he is backing it up as right. we speak, right? right. Okay, right. so here's Neither here's, one of us could yeah. have done what C D's doing right now. I, I and I don't, I'm just being straight. Neither one of us. Dez can't go inside and do it. I'm not going inside mm. and do it. Did Drew can come inside and make plays, but, but not, not like at this that. level. Not, not like at that. this level. Drew ain't, Drew's not that kind of quick feet, that, that 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 the movement, sudden movement that CD has. Okay. So my answer to this
2: question is. Scale of 1 to 10, how much do I trust Dak? I'm going to start with 88 first. I trust 88 at a 10. I still trust Dak at a 7, which for me is pretty high considering where he came from because I've watched number 4 play San Francisco three straight times and stink all three times. A home playoff game, a road playoff game, and 42 to 10 out there. Just stunk. I, I don't know. Do they have his number? Is it just San Francisco? I don't know, because Dak played the game of his life in sending Tom Brady into the sunset or into the night at Tampa in the first playoff game last year, and then went out there and threw two first-half interceptions at San Francisco and missed five throws in the second half, any one of which could have changed a 19-12 game. So I'm I'm not completely sold, and I'm going to go Jerry Jones the way Jerry did on Mike McCarthy after the game last night. He just said, "I'm going to take Mike's future a game at a time, so I'm going to take it a game at a time." I loved it because right. he's not that sold. Means everybody's yeah. on the line. Yeah. Here we everybody's it, on yeah. the line. This is it.
3: You, you got to yeah. get it done. So you want that's, you want your coach to feel the heat? I, I, I want everybody yeah. in the building to feel heat. Absolutely. Uh, that, that's that's could, what makes you, you didn't need to
1: say that though. Jerry didn't need to say that, man. Could've. Oh, he could have said Why not? Because he could have just simply said, "Skip." I'm not worried about futures of coaches. I'm worried about getting to the Super Bowl. He could have left it at that. that, that and then one game at a time
3: stuff, that. Hey, Keyshawn, the locker room is. So That's been wrong. A, That's just wrong. Me. Right. It's, it's been a, been a country, a country club,
2: club in the locker room. room. Right,
3: and it says That's a so message. wrong. It says a message. Like, listen, yeah. no, no, no. If I don't think Jerry has to say it if, if you have a head coach. Like 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 what I had, or Jimmy Johnson, or, or one of those guys that just ride you all the time. And in the midst of greatness, he's always pressing down because he believed it's just human nature when you have success, you start patting yourself on the back. It's my job to make sure your arms don't reach. Yep. That's what he used to always say. You can yep. so, so he's gonna work you to death so your arms can't even reach back there. So so he always, but this guy's not like that. So Jerry's just trying to bring a little pressure from on high. He's saying this is a week-to-week thing. You love this coach? Keep him around by winning every yeah. week. That's and, all. And Keyshawn. All right. What got, happened, it ain't
2: me. What happened a week ago Saturday night? He was there, and he watched the Jimmy curse broken because we watched Jerry oh, was, give up and give in right. and finally say – I'm going to put you up there in my ring of honor and I'm going to kiss you on the cheek when I do it. Mm-hmm. He kissed him on the cheek, which I thought was a beautiful thing because it took a lot to get. The, it took 30 yeah. years for this to come full circle to that. And last night I felt like Jerry was reaching back and trying to to get a little bit of Jimmy going mm-hmm. where he could play Jimmy right, a little bit right, and say, right. no, I'm, I'm going to evaluate game to game in this postseason. I loved it. We don't have any of that. We got country
1: club. We got and we ain't fat cats. We you know, sit down, and but you, relax you do, and live understand. Right. you do understand applying that type of pressure to one could burst a pipe very easy. And what I mean right. by that skip yeah, in focus. a game, oh you think it make it focus? That's, it, what, it, 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 that's what you hope. What, what, but what, on the flip side, what, of focus is not
3: right. which is
1: at the end of the day. Right. I the may I may call focus. a play that I don't really trust and believe in but I know it might score instead of something that would get me my first down because I now have this guy telling me week to week, and it has now applied the pressure to me as a coach to make me think about something that I normally wouldn't even do because I'm scared now. That is not the way you treat a coach in this moment. This is not the regular season. This is not the middle of the season. This is now going into the playoffs. I may call a two-point conversion. I may call an onside kick because I'm like, oh, my God, we're not going to stop him because otherwise we're going to get fired. He may just do something out of the ordinary because of that.
2: What do you want Jerry to do? Like endorse him as coach of the year? I want him to just
1: dance around that. No, no. Other than week to week, why would you want to put that type of pressure on him?
3: Because it is that kind of pressure going on. We've been dealing with this for thirty, 30 years. You just want more time to sit up and say, "Ain't nobody did it." You only won that for thirty years. He needs to feel this pressure that we feel every day. Thank That's you. a lot of pressure. He better
2: get this team where he needs to get him or get it. Sean, you're getting scared because you know this is sounding right and right is ringing true. Why would
1: I get scared? Well, because you're going to have to sit there. I- I'm sitting here, Charlie. After I'm Monday. sitting here trying to explain to a Hall of Famer that's been in the damn locker room and on the side. I am sitting here trying to explain to a, just a, I don't even know what to call it, a world of a journalist, trying to explain to you why would you apply that type of pressure we need it. to a coach? We've never had
2: it. We haven't had it for 30 years.
1: Okay, so when well, he call a timeout because he's well, scared because he's going to get fired if it don't work, be then, okay, if that's what you want, you want your coach mm-hmm. to be scared going into the playoffs, then. Well, it's, it's, it's called uh, good scare. Okay? Right, 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 right. okay. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You coach
2: good scare. Okay. Fear makes Yeah. Okay, last quick question for both of you, and we're about out of town on this topic, so, so go fast. But I, I am seeing for one of the rare times, you talked about how quarterback play is everything. I'm seeing a receiver help make a quarterback here because post San Francisco, once he started feeding the beast, Dak's confidence just just skyrocketed. Where he knows push comes to shove, if 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 he if he's got nothing, he can throw it to 88 in a tight window and he'll snatch it. I've never seen.
1: I've never seen a great unquote. Hall of Fame-type quarterback, never have a good receiver. I ain't never seen – I don't care. You can go all the way back to Marino with Duper and Clayton and fast-forward all the way to Michael Irvin and Troy Aikman. I mean, when when 88 on the field, it's just a different situation. And that's not because I played the position. I just never seen a great quarterback – Without a receiver. Okay, right. but the quarterback is clearly more valuable in position than the receiver
2: position is because you, you can't throw it to yourself. As you, what, what's your line about there? They need their 11 guys. 11 guys, oh, correct, including right, the play right, caller, right, have right. To, to make it work, yes, right? that
1: is correct. Okay. Right. But, but what I would say is 88 does make Dak Prescott but you got to have somebody to get it to you.
3: But, well, let me tell got you why. Let, but let me tell you why AD means Dak. Dak's, Dak likes to throw inside. You know, Dak, Dak likes. And, and I think the best quarterbacks play inside out, like Tom yep. Brady, instead of yeah. guys that throw yep. way out in. Yep. Because the longer that ball's in the air, the longer that ball's in the air, the more opportunity people will get at it. The, the middle is always the best, it's the best place to attack. So now you get your best guy. With Troy, his best guy was outside. With Dak, you can move his best guy wherever Dak needs and you to everywhere. move his best guy. Yeah. And that makes it an incredible asset to what you're alluding to, mm-hmm. where, wait a minute, now, is this the court, is this the player lifting the quarterback, or is this the quarterback lifting the mm-hmm. player? And there are, there, are, there are situations we can look at. We clearly know Tyreek, that's the, that's the mm-hmm. receiver, lifting, lifting the quarterback. The quarterback. Right, no right, doubt. right this this is a little bit different. Dak has had great success prior to C D sure. Lane. Yeah. So so he can lift yeah, well, Dak see, see, to another level. But, that's but he's F. not lifting Dak into the level. Okay. I see Tyreek Hill lift tour into this level. Yeah. But but Dak's different. Now we're talking about a Super Bowl level. That's where he's Thank taking you. that. From the level he was yes. to the Super Bowl level. Yes. Hey, that's very good, Skip. Man, I'm telling you, Skip, give me some doubt, man. You're doing some good stuff, boy. you doing good stuff, man. I'm telling you, Skip, you doing some good stuff. But <laughs> you look at him like... <laughs> Y'all so full of it, man. Hey, <laughs> right. yeah,
2: One team that's not full of it right now, as in was, full uh, of life, stuff, the Eagles. Will they figure Ooh. it back out? In time to go win at Tampa? I doubt it, but we'll hear what they say.
3: B A Z M E S. Here
1: we go. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie. Formerly known as Angie's List, your go to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering what exactly is Angie?
2: Man, the Eagles lost five of their last six, uh, including an ugly lifeless loss yesterday at the Giants in which A.J. Brown hurt his knee and Jalen uh, first banged up his uh, finger on his throwing hand. So the question looms, can a team with so many veteran leaders, Jalen, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Lane Johnson, snap out of it in time for next Monday night's playoff game, of course, at Tampa, where they are two-and-a-half-point favorites. Richard, you first with your opinion.
5: Uh, Skip, I don't know. You know, usually in this situation, the obvious answer is yes, especially a team that just went to the Super Bowl last season. You would say, no question, they pop out of this and and they go on a run. But there hasn't been anything to give me that kind of confidence in this team as of late. They've, uh, they've been Really, really bad in these ball games. They've been one in five over their last six games. I just don't see that changing. I don't see you know the team that we saw last season. I don't see the offensive ingenuity. I don't see the pressure and sacks from the defense that we saw last season. And I think those sacks and, and that pressure from the D line, who played incredible last season, kind of minimized some of the, the the shortcomings in the secondary because those shortcomings have been. Evident uh, these last six, seven. I mean, most of the season, they, they've they ranked 28 in pass. Uh, I think they're amongst the league worst in, in points per game. And offensively, they're predictable. We talked about this before on the show, how predictable they are. And we didn't, I don't think people gave enough credit to, to Shane Steichen uh, and Jonathan Gannon and what they were able to do with this team. A very, I, I don't know how many times in the history of this league you've lost an offensive and defensive coordinator in the same offseason, but they did. And for the most part, early in the season, they weathered that storm. They were 10-1. and We thought, hey, this team is a great team. You know, they're going to be fine. They're going to, you know, they won some really close games throughout the season. And we said, "Mm, you know, this is a little bit of a hangover, but they're winning the game. So it's fine. Then this second part of the season happened and we're like, I don't know what's going on, Skip. I really don't because they're not beat up. Offensively, You know, if they had a huge injury on the offensive line or defensive line or or a huge injury where you you say they lost Lane Johnson, but, you know, or they lost A.J. Brown or or they lost Swift for an extended period of time, you could say, oh, okay, when they get back, things will get back to normal. But they're the same team they've been and they're just not winning these ballgames and they don't look like a team that's going to win in these playoffs right now.
1: Yeah, I I don't think that this is a team that is going to go far in the NFC just based on these last six games that I've seen. I mean, they've lost five of the last six, skips. So when you think about what they're able to do offensively with Brian Johnson calling plays is different, obviously, than Shane Steichen. You now have something totally different in the, in the style in which Brian wants to run versus Steichen. I mean, they, you, you figure they just would take a guy off the staff, and allow him to kind of do the same things. Yeah, those principles are still there, but whenever you have an offensive coordinator that's different than the one you had before, he's gonna call things differently. It may be the same plays, but his third and two call may be different than the third and two that you had such success with because he's running the show now. And I think that this is just a different, the players are still the same. It's just a different way of doing things. And it hasn't, they have obviously not gotten the, the best out of the offensive unit. I'm surprised that they played as long as they did against the Giants. You mentioned A.J. Brown's knee. you hurts his hand. You get them out of the game as soon as you feel like this game is slipping away from you, as well as scoreboard watching the Dallas Cowboy game. Mm -hmm. And then you put them on the sideline. Defensively, like Richard said, the secondary, for all intents and purposes, were not holding up without the defensive line doing their job, getting to the quarterback and applying pressure, stuffing and run, something that they haven't been able to do again. So now you talk about Gannon being gone to Arizona. That's a new defensive coordinator on top of another new defensive coordinator in the middle of the season in, in Patricia taking over. So you got things that was done a different way a year ago, things that were done... Half of the season this year skipped defensively, and now you're doing things different again once Matt Patricia took over. So you got three things going in your head from a defensive standpoint on certain rules that you would do, things in in terms of schemes and coverages and stunts. You probably got three different things running through your head on three different calls, so it makes the job that much more difficult. Mm. The only time I can remember, Richard, you just mentioned losing two coordinators the same year, New England – when they lost Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cornell in the same no. year. That's the only team that I could think of, and then I think they went on to probably have a little success after that they without those two.
2: A little success, two. yeah, I'd say. All right, I'm on record. I believe that the Eagles will lose at the Buccaneers a week from tonight. Or should I say the Bucs will just put them out of their misery because this Eagles team has lost its way, it's lost its momentum, it's lost its heart. It's, it's lost its confidence. It's, it's lost all direction on who it is and where it's headed. And yet, if I may say so, I, I first guessed this. I told you guys from day one this year, this defense is not very good. It's torchable. It's gettable. And it was gettable all year long because now it's fallen all the way to 30th in points allowed. I thought it wasn't great a year ago. Because Dallas hung 40 on it on Christmas Eve. And I know Jalen didn't play quarterback, but he didn't play safety. So I I said, man, they're not what you think they are on defense. Even at 10-1, and I sat right here and told you guys, I I don't believe in them. I don't trust them. And now they've fallen to 31st in stopping their opponents on third down. So they, they can't get off the field, which obviously makes it really hard on the offense. And overall, this football team has fallen to 27th in turnover differential. So it, it's minus 10. So it's turning the ball over, and it can't stop anybody. And it, it it keeps saying, well, next week, and next week, and next week. And this time of year, you, you can't flip a switch now. It's just too, when you lose five of your last six. And remember, there were four games before you went on this, this losing streak where – you were on the razor's edge and you barely hung on and you kept getting outscored in the first half. You, you, you kept getting outgained for the whole game and you went four straight games and you pulled them out, pulled them out of your you know what. And then all of a sudden you started losing and you can't get it back. So it, I, I can't remember a defensive coordinator getting demoted in midseason. It just doesn't happen. And <laughs> man. Sean yeah, Desai getting kicked upstairs in favor of Coach Pencil, who, who I, I think is overrated anyway. He's another one of those chips off the Belichick block. And, and what have any of them ever done?
1: See, you know? I, I don't think that yeah. uh, Philadelphia is going to go down to Tampa and lose this football game. I, I just don't. Um, I watched Tampa Bay against the Carolina Panthers. And say nothing gives me. I'll uh, bet you Carolina's defense
2: is better than Philadelphia's. It, it may yeah. be,
1: but it gives me no reason to think that Baker Mayfield, great story, great everything, played his way into a contract extension. But I don't think that Philadelphia, as bad as they were yesterday or as bad as they've been, they got a better team than Tampa Bay. And I can't see them losing in Tampa. The following week, different story in the divisional round, but I think they at least make it to the divisional round. Mm.
5: Richard. Well, well I, I, I think they can. Just because Todd Bowles and some of the things that he does defensively, some of the complex like schemes that he runs, the the coverages, the pressure that he brings, Antoine Winfield Jr. is having a great season. Um, those linebackers in Tampa can can make life difficult. And then you got Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, who at any given time can both go off. You know, Mike Evans led the league in, in touchdown receptions for a reason because he's a big play guy, and he will have a shot against this secondary. If this offensive line can hold up, and they have held up decently all season, so I don't know. I I, I think the way this this uh, Eagles offense is playing and how predictable they are the way Todd Bowles and I've sat in these meetings with him. I've been, you know, there when he's scheming it up, he's one of the best that I've ever been around Mm. in understanding an offense. And this offense is very simple to understand. So I think that he's going to create a lot of issues for them. This, uh, thankfully um, the Eagles have a great offensive line that will be able to pick up, you know, some of the things that he brings and recognize it. But I think like Nick Bosa, said after they, you know, they gave a blueprint to a lot of these teams to stop um, the Philadelphia Eagles. And since that game, they've been one in five. So you got to think that there is something on tape that teams are seeing yep. um, from this offense that are allowing them to stop them and, and put pressure on Jalen Hurts and put him in positions um, that he's not having the same success that he's had before.
2: So, Richard, how, how does this – Defense compared to the one that won the Super Bowl a couple of years back with with obviously Tom Brady, at quarterback, because now they're this defense is seventh in points allowed fifth against the run. So it's still it's pretty good. It might not be quite as good as it was back in that day, especially rushing the passer. I I don't see Shaq Barrett getting that kind of pressure that he got in the Super Bowl run.
5: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it gets it's it's hot and cold. You know, like you said, they're seventh in points allowed, they're fifth against the run, and a lot of that is Vita Vita Vea. It is and his impact. You know, he's the linchpin in the middle of that defense. Levante David is always underrated, criminally underrated. We've been one of the best linebackers in the league for over a decade now. Um, We talked about what they've been able to do in the back end with uh, with uh, uh, Antoine Winfield Jr. Mm -hmm. He's having a great season. He should have been a pro bowler, should one have been, of the biggest snubs Baker. this year. Yep. Yep. Over Buda Baker, no question. You know, Buda, Buda is a great player, but Antoine's having a better season this year. Yep. Um, you know, we, we we there's a lot of things that they do well, and I think they're playing right at the right time, and I think they're going to have a great game. And they will be the only reason I could see Philadelphia losing this game is if this, if this defense gets hot and, and, and creates some turnovers and creates some chaos, then they can walk away with a victory. Okay, they're so Keyshawn,
2: sum it up. Do you really believe they'll just flip the switch and go down there and crush Tampa?
1: I don't know that they'll crush them, but I think they have the capabilities of winning a football game in the playoffs. One game. I think they have that capability. Look, they, look, it, it, they made some mistakes. They can clean those mistakes up for one game. If they can do that, then yeah. I think they're good enough, a talented enough team to win one game in the playoffs.
2: mm I've never seen a team pick itself up off the mat. I know Nick Sirianni said after the game, we will pick ourselves the F up. Well, I'll believe it when I see it because it just doesn't happen this late in the year.
1: Yeah, you know, one game is doable. It's not like they're going up against the 49ers. It's not like they're going up against Baltimore. They're going up against a Tampa team that has struggled all year long. And then they go down to Carolina and they struggle in that game and get out of. We'll score nine, nine or something. Nothing. Like, yep. come on! Yep. I, like, I
5: don't think that they—they're getting ready to face Murderers Row. But they're also a team that just struggled against the Giants, and no, so I, I get, you know, I—I no, I, I, I get all of that. I get that they
1: struggled against the Giants, but they also started pulling dudes and doing things like
5: that. So I'm not going to let the score keep it too lopsided. Yeah. That, yeah, that's what that's what concerned me is that the, the reason they, they pulled dudes because they were getting their faces kicked in and, and this Giants team wasn't wasn't they were formidable. If they would have left those guys in, I don't think the, diff, the score would have been any different. And that's the concerning part for me watching that game was like, man, they it seemed like they got the twos in, but they got the ones in. You so you know, think, the, they, the gonna you think they gonna lose you think they're gonna
1: lose to Tampa?
5: I think I think there's a great chance they lose to Tampa, no question.
2: Yeah. And by the way, Keyshawn, I told you. The Eagles would lose one of the last two to the Giants, and they almost lost both of them to the Giants. They almost lost
1: both. Well, Skip, be quiet. Guess what you'd have did if they'd have won? Said nothing. If they'd have won the two games, you'd have said nothing. You know how that works. It's like, the, like I tell you, Skip, in baseball, you know, it's, oh, that, 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 that pitch is going to come back to hunt them. They say that in the third inning. Yeah. By the time you get to the ninth inning, you don't hear anything. Yeah, nice try. Way back when
2: when it looked like the Eagles were dominating the division, you said you want to bet a dinner that the Eagles win the division. I said, okay, I'll take won. that. You Thank, you. Division, Thank
4: you.
1: You won
2: the division, Skip. You won it. a lot. You're in the second
1: seed. Now mm-hmm. you got to play Green okay. Bay, and let's see what happens. Okay, speaking
2: of that, we've got Green Bay. We've got Dallas. What shot do you give Jordan Love of winning at Dallas? That is a good question, and that's next.
0: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: Man, Jordan Love went 27 of 32 for 316 yards with two touchdowns and zero interceptions against the Bears. And Aaron Jones ran for 111 yards as the Packers held off those Bears 17-9, winning a trip to Dallas for next Sunday's 4.30 Eastern playoff game on Fox, where that game belongs. So think about this. Over the last eight games, Jordan Love has thrown 18 touchdown passes to just one interception. So, Richard, you didn't get a chance to weigh in off the top of the show on this topic What shot do you give the Packers of pulling off the upset as seven-and-a-half-point underdogs at Dallas?
5: Yeah, I think it'd be tough. It's going to be a tough game for them, Skip. I I think, you know, this season is considered a success for them. You know, starting the first year, this is the first year Jordan Love has started a complete season after Aaron Rodgers left, big shoes to to fill, and he played great. He played great. You know, he's second in the league in touchdown passes. He's been efficient. Uh, Lafleur has did a great job, you know, dialing yeah. things up for him, putting him in positions to be successful. I think they've come together and their chemistry and, and their rapport has built up over this season. So I've been impressed with what they've been able to do just in the short amount of time that they've been together, and he's executed really well. So uh, I don't see them beating Dallas. I think he will play well. I think he'll he'll execute, but defensively, I don't think they got enough to stop Dak and, and CD and what they've been able to do offensively. Um, but I think it'll be a fun game to watch. I think he'll do some special things. He seems to be a special talent. Uh, He played a great game last week, and I think he'll play great. I don't know if it'll be enough to beat Mm. Dallas.
3: I I, I give him a chance. I'm actually, as I said earlier, probably too, I'm a little worried about him um, because this is a good young football team. I mean, a real good young football team. And I say young, I mean young. And I mean – 31 of his TD passes have gone to guys in their first and second year. 3605 of his 4159 yards have gone to guys in his first or second. that's unbelievable. That's insane. it. doesn't happen. You know? It doesn't no. happen like this. I mean, these are these are historical numbers to guys in their first and second year. So this is a team that's growing. And out of all of those guys, they're going to pick out the nucleus of what they're going to be moving forward with him at quarterback. And I'm going to tell you this, guys. This has been without his best guy, who is Christian Watson, who's on the sideline, who David LaFleur said, Coach LaFleur said, wasn't ready last week, but there's a better chance he'll be ready this week. Agreed. That's scary. That's scary. Because when you put that guy on top of this that guy for Jordan Love is what, Skip, you just talked about CD is yes. for Dak Prescott. Yep. He's that dude. And you can He's see him dude. on the sideline even when he hasn't been playing. I like watching all things. And there are opportunities. You see Jordan Love throw a ball to a receiver something. He could have gotten it. They flash crystal white. He's like, ah, I could have gotten that. I could have gotten that. I'm like, ooh, that's going to be a great combination for a long time. It is imperative for Dallas to jump on this team, mm. to remind them, it's not your turn. It's not your time. It's not your moment. When we went to San Francisco early in 92, they were saying we were a year ahead. We weren't ready. And, and, and we didn't let them jump on us. No. Because then you would affirm what everybody else has said, that it's not your time, it's not your time. And if you jump on them, in their mind, because they don't know it's not your time, they think it's their time. In their mind, they say, oh, okay, maybe it's not our time. And settle down. Dallas, you got to jump on this young team or they may jump all over you because they don't know. They don't know. We went to yep. Chicago my first year, Skip, mm. and, and and when we first got in the playoffs, and we didn't know. And we were underdogs. In Chicago, we went in and beat Chicago. We lost to Detroit that following year, yep. our first time getting in. But, but we didn't know. By and the Chicago way, the Chicago
2: quarterback was one Jim Harbaugh yeah. Yeah. on they, stage the tonight, but you beat yeah. him 17-13. to 13. Yes. And Then you went to Detroit, and you stopped Barry Sanders, but you couldn't stop I, Eric
3: I, I Kramer through threw a big party on I you. I got killed And it was that. a wipeout. And, and this is yep. that game for, for, for Dallas. Dallas because yep. this is that team that if you're not careful – this team will come in and beat you. Okay.
2: I'm going to boil this game down to one factor. I love Jordan Love. I've loved him all year. I've supported him on the show from the start. I'm I'm not a big Aaron fan, as in Rodgers. Aaron Jones, yes. Aaron Rodgers, no. But it boils down to me... That Aaron Rodgers is no longer at quarterback for this game, just for this game, because he has owned us over his playoff career, heck, in his regular season career. Right. He owned us, he bedeviled us, he haunted us. I don't know what it was, but when he saw those stars on the side of the helmet, he became an even bigger star.
3: So, do I think Jordan Love can I know go what it Aaron Rodgers? Go ahead. He watched yeah. Dallas beat up on Brett Favre. He, he said, did. this is one of the ups I'm going to have on Brett Favre. You know Favre what? That's by true. I always Dallas. You, you beat Brett Favre the first seven times Every time. you played him. Seven Every
2: time. times, including that Every NFC time. Championship game That's on the exactly way to your happened. last Super Bowl in 1995. That's exactly right. 0-7 oh, was Brett Favre against Dallas up to that point. Then he broke through later. But But the point was... Aaron Rodgers said, "Okay, watch this," and he kept saying, "Watch this," and watch it again, and watch it again. And Dak's rookie year home playoff game, Dak played great in that game. He threw for 305 and fought all the way back to a 31-all tie after they got off to a horrendous start because they weren't ready to play as the one seed with the, the bye week. And Aaron, at the end, he makes one big throw on a. He rolls left, the whole pocket rolls. Game's left. over. Yeah, game. It felt over, and and. Oh, God, I can't even. But I'm saying that, that game was yeah. over until
3: yeah. he made this yeah. incredible play. That throw was insane. Yeah. The, the barely touching. It, it barely caught yeah. the ball right out of bounds, yeah. first down, and yeah. game. And, and Cook, the tight end, came all they, the way across, across right. the field. All, all, right, the all, all the way across, across the, field.
5: the field. And, and we're in pre-vent. and vent. And, and, and I, I would say, and that's a great point that you made, Irv, about this being a young team, because that's. That's something where you're so young and dumb no, that no. you don't know that you're not supposed to be here. You don't know you don't what you don't know. So the pressure in the moment isn't going to be too big because you're just out there playing football. You already feel like you're overachieving. You're like your own house money. They're out there playing with house money the entire time, and they're going to feel confident. And I think. So, I guess the pressure is on Dallas. You know, they're at yep, home. I'll they got that. all these expectations. Green that. Bay has little yep. to no expectations. They're, they're, we're not even supposed to be here. So, I think that makes them a very dangerous team. I don't think, you know, I think it's going to take a, a, a Herculean performance by their defense for them to be in this game. But I can see if they get a few touchdowns early and they have some success early on in this game and they start to build confidence. I see Dallas maybe starting to struggle because they, the pressure is on them. So if yep. they can get seven up or 14-0 or something like that and get a few stops on defense, then then that's a different kind of ball game. I don't I, Unless it starts like that, I don't see them winning this yep. game, but that's a great point by you, Irv. If they're a young team that gets hot and starts to believe that they can win this game and start to get in a position where they start to see, you know, hey, we got them. We got these guys. They can get weird. They can okay, get weird in these playoffs.
2: Okay, answer me this. I had one horrifying moment yesterday on an out route that was caught on Stefan Gilmore. He goes down, and it didn't look bad at the moment, but his shoulder popped out. And he had to go to the locker room and get it popped back in, and he says he's good to go for this game Sunday. Have you gone through that at all? Did you ever have a shoulder pop out while you are playing corner?
5: Yeah, I, I've had it. I've had the subluxation. I think yeah. that's what they call it. Yes. And, and it end up, you know, kind of tearing my rotator cuff a little bit and end up having to get it worked on later in the season. I mean, it sucks. I'm not sure because usually when it pops out, it tears something, you know, it's right. not usually it just pops back in and everything goes back to normal. Usually something tears. That's why, it, whether it's his labrum um, or his rotator cuff, something's going to be damaged in there and he's going to probably have to get it worked on this off season. I'm not you know, I'm just speculating right now yeah. because I don't know the extent of it. But usually, when it pops out, something gets damaged. But it's usually something you can play on. You know, they, you know, he'll take some 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 anti inflammatories. He'll do the rehab and and he'll be fine to go. But um, there may be some motions that he get in some planes that he, his arms get in yes. that may make it difficult for him to uh, so make, make to make it uncomfortable. Reaching
3: up, yeah. reaching up. How how does it affect you reaching? Like if you because you're recovering now. Now you have to. Reach up for the ball. How does that affect you?
5: Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be tough, and it, especially if they put him in that brace. Have you seen those braces yeah, that braces, guys usually right. put, oh, yeah, him, they put him in? Yeah. Right. yeah, that limits your 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 range of motion and, and your mobility and flexibility, you know, because they're trying to protect you. They're trying to keep you out of certain ranges so that you don't pop it back out again. I,
3: I've, I've had, I've had, I've, had I've had an injury um, and when my shoulder was popping out. It was just beat down. And and I was out playing pool one night and just put <clears throat> my shoulder fell it out popped out popped out I had to God. go to the doctor Ugh. right before the season. They they said Mike we have to have the surgery or we'll go through this all year. You know so so we only like so I had it right before the season. What year was this? They closed it in. Uh, I you think remember? it was ninety seven. Okay, 97, so it was later later yeah. on. Okay. but but, but it, it was painful. It was painful and and wow. and nothing you could do. Because anything you do to arm in his extended place, it pops out. So so he'll, he'll wear that brace. Okay. So the
2: good news yesterday was, as you said, Richard, Tyler Smith should sit this one out, and he did. He tore his plantar fascia. We got that. But they say right. he should be good to go. Maybe with the, the week off it'll help. Zach Martin had some kind of flu or stomach virus or something. I don't know what it was, but he sat out. Maybe it was the sit-out flu. I don't know. Maybe he mm-hmm. just wanted to, to rest and be ready for, obviously, next Sunday. So if you get your two guards back, we ran the ball fairly effectively, albeit against Washington with Tony Pollard, especially on that big takeover drive when they went up 14-10. to 10. But remember, Green Bay is 28th against the run. So we, we should be able to do some damage to them in ways we haven't been able to do any damage to anybody else because we have struggled to run the ball, until yesterday. And as you said, Michael, you saw signs of life, flashes, glimpses of what can happen, right?
3: Signs of life signs. now. Signs yeah. of life. And, and, and I thought you did a great job talking about it in the run-up, how I saw Pollard running hard. I mean, cause, cause, and I, I saw Rico Dow, and he, he got a couple carries. And, yep. and I saw him one time hit the hole and didn't do some spin. I said, dude, you're the hammer. Hammers don't spin. He the hammer. You yep. just run right yep. into people. Yep. Stop spinning. You're the hammer. Right? We need a hammer. But, but Pollard took care of some of
5: that yesterday.
2: Yeah.
3: So, R- Richard, how impressed were you
2: overall with Dallas's effort yesterday?
5: Yeah, I mean, I was impressed. But it, it's against commanders. I expected them to win that game. Um, I, I thought Dak played really well. Um, he continued to play well. If they were – and that's that's the concerning thing. If if they were the one seed, we'd be talking about Dak for the MVP. But obviously, he lost some crucial games um, to knock himself out of that conversation. But he's having the best season of his career uh, statistically. I think their defense found their rhythm last last night um, and played really well. I think again, this team, this Green Bay team, is only day. It can only get dangerous. It can only get muddy if they get ahead early and they start to see that they can play with them i think if dallas you know plays well and executes and does what they've done majority of this season and especially at home then they'll put this game away early but if they let them stick around and they let them you know stay around and stick around and let these young kids feel like hey we could potentially win this and start believing it can be a dangerous game and
3: a comeback for dallas on this team would be difficult skip because of what you're talking about this kid doesn't throw interceptions He's smart with the ball. He he protects the ball. So you get behind, and now you're trying to force turnovers out of a guy that doesn't turn it over. It makes your comeback different. Yeah.
2: Yesterday he was throwing to four guys I'd never even heard of, and I kept saying, where's Romeo Dobbs? He caught no balls yesterday. Obviously, Christian Watson didn't play yesterday. So the two that I thought were his go-tos didn't even play, and he still threw for 316, to your point. Yeah. It doesn't seem to matter who's catching the football. Right.
3: He's yep. putting them up.
2: All right. Up next. This is going to be a good one. Ooh. Matt Stafford returns to Detroit oh, where goodness. he pl- where he played for 12 years. I actually like the Rams to win this one but maybe I'm picking with my heart. And tell you why next.
4: No mercy. No mercy. No mercy.
2: Only in Hollywood. So now Los Angeles Rams quarterback, Matt Stafford returns to Detroit for a playoff game. He played there for 12 years and he'll be matched up against the quarterback. He was traded for, of course, Jared Goff. Now I, I like the Rams here, even though they're now three point underdogs at Detroit, but Richard, what's your early gut feeling on this one?
5: Um, it, it's, it's a coin flip game. Skip, I, 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 I just feel terrible for Detroit fans, man. It's got to be a tough one to to watch. It's going to be a tough one to watch because of all the years they supported Matt Stafford and what he's done for the city of Detroit, what he's done for their team. And it would just be the worst kind of storybook ending for him to come to Detroit and, uh, you know, them in their divisional drought and all this. And to have him come back to town to end their season would be... Uh, I don't know. I, that's a different kind of misery, Skip. And so, yep. I, I, for for all intents and purposes, I hope that Detroit can pull this out, and I hope that Jared Goff can find a way to will this team to a victory. I think that Matt Stafford is the is the the reason why the Rams can win this game. Obviously, Puka Nakua is having a great season. Um, Cooper Cup is always dangerous in the slot and on the outside. Uh, this defense with Aaron Donald in the fold can always give people problems. Um, Akela witherspoon in his secondary. I think this is the best job coaching job, uh, Raheem and Sean McVay have ever Agreed. done, you know, to, yep. to take this team that, that wasn't supposed to do much this season and to have them in the position to be in the playoffs and potentially win this game in Detroit. You know, I, this is a very winnable game for them. Uh, obviously, you know, there's a three point spread, which we know that's just home field. Um, so people think it's an even matchup. Yeah. Uh, at least Vegas does. So uh, I, I I think the Ram, I think Detroit will win, but I, it wouldn't surprise me if the Rams won.
1: Mm. Yeah, I I believe that Detroit will win this football game, Skip. Um, Detroit's playing good football. It's exciting. Uh, you know, you obviously are rooting for the Detroit Lions. At least I am for Aaron Glenn, the defensive coordinator, yep. Dan Campbell, two former teammates mm-hmm. of mine. I'm rooting for them. Sean McVay and Raheem Morris have certainly done a tremendous job, given the the lack of resources of players that they thought they had at training camp this summer. When I was in Orange County watching them, they didn't feel like they were going to be in this position. They thought they would be competitive, but not at a, not to the point where they're in the playoffs. No. Um, but when you when you look at this Detroit team now, you got to talk about the history, and you got to go all the way back to 1991, as you know, skipping the NFC Championship loss to the Washington. Whatever they were at that time, point in time, they lost to the NFC Championship game. That was the last time yep. that they had won a playoff game, so mm-hmm. to speak. Well, Michael and
2: I were just talking about it because they beat Michael's Cowboy team at home. And that, was that the game before the NFC champ. I think it was because Dallas had gone on the road to beat Jim Harbaugh's Chicago Bears. But go uh-huh. ahead.
1: Yeah, and so when you look at it, they're yep. going to want to do this not only for the city, mm-hmm. but they also know the importance of their quarterback winning this game and Jared Goff. It, 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 you gotta think this they spoiled, they, they they were spoiled with uh Matthew Stafford for so long. The Rams had loved Jared Goff taking him to the Super Bowl, then they shipped him off yep. in the middle of the night to Detroit, basically said, get out of here. We can't do anything with you after a Super Bowl appearance, and then They go to the Super Bowl and they win it with Matthew Stafford. So this is the perfect opportunity for his teammates and his coaches to put him in a position to kind of look at Sean McVay and say, look at me now. This becomes a personal issue for Jared Goff. So I think that his teammates will get behind him for sure. Okay. Now I'm going to get back to what Michael Irvin calls
2: our theme of the day. His, His biggest takeaway about playoff games is that it becomes a quarterback's game whichever quarterback plays at the higher level is is almost certainly going to win the game. <laughs> I still believe Matt Stafford is better than Jared Goff. Matt Stafford, if you look at the NFC bracket, he's by far the most decorated and experienced quarterback left on on that side, right? I know Dak has has played at a very high level for a long time. Dak's 2 and 4 in the postseason. I mean, <laughs> He does. Matt Stafford does have a Super Bowl race, yes, absolutely. And, and he's done a lot of great things to the point. I never forget what Bruce Arians used to say. There's only one quarterback in this league. I go out early for when I'm playing coaching against him. I want to watch Matt Stafford spin the ball in warm ups because you want to talk about arm talent. He, he's at the top of the list. And I still think even at an advanced age, he's playing. At an exceptional level right now, and they've gotten hot because of him and the magic of Puka Nakua. Excuse me, Puka Nakua, because he came out of nowhere. When you went down there and saw them, that they had no idea Puka was going to take the year over. Right? No, they
1: didn't. They liked him. Yeah. They liked him, but they didn't think he would be what he well, is. Was he a fifth-round pick? Yeah. yeah, he could have been okay. higher, but some injuries and stuff like that kind of okay. made him slip a little bit. All right. And Cooper
2: Cup is starting to look like Cooper Cup. They held him out yesterday. So when you got those two and Kyron Williams has sort of come out of nowhere to be a a real weapon and they can score. So, again, I'm picking this is my heart overhead scenario, but I need the Rams to win at Detroit. I need Tampa to win over the Eagles at Tampa, which I still think is a distinct possibility. So that Tampa will come to Dallas. We could beat Tampa, and that would send the Rams to San Francisco, and Richard's going to love this. I still say if anybody has a chance of upsetting the 49ers at 49ers, it would be Sean McVay and Matt Stafford, even though the record is not very good against Kyle, but they know them, and they're not afraid of them. And if Matt Stafford gets hot, the 49ers' defense could be in for a long afternoon to me.
5: See any- that's Christina. That's Christina. Yeah. <laughs> Skip. That's Ricci. That's okay. Ricci. <laughs> you okay. keep you keep saying that, and Christina all all Ricci. they've shown yeah. you, yeah, yeah, they all, all they've shown you every every time these teams have matched up is that Kyle Shanahan has beat McVay. I think it's been nine of the last ten, something like that. Except um, in the NFC um, they, Championship won. game, right? Yeah, that that yeah. Win, one, one win happened in the NFC Championship, no question. Um, and so I, I think I. <laughs> Matt Stafford is one of the most dangerous um, quarterbacks to face because at any given time, he's an old-school gunslinger. He's a a gunslinger. He he can get hot, and it can be a long day for any defense. He can go throw for 400, and he got the pass catchers to do it, he has Sean McVay in this offense. He's in the scheme to do it. Kyron Williams, the way they've been running the ball, opens up the deep passing game. So you talk about arm angles and arm talent and these side arm throws. Matt Stafford has been doing the Mahomes throws before Mahomes was even in high school, I would imagine. And people would never give, really give him credit. You know, once Mahomes start doing the side arm throws, and yep. they're like, oh, my God, you see – one, I think this year he did a sidearm throw, and they were like, you see, that was Mahomes-esque. And I'm like, Matt Stafford's been no, doing this for doing 15 before. years. Yeah. like, What are we talking about? Yeah. But, again, I think people lose sight of that, and he is the reason they will have a chance, like I said before. But I just would hate it for Detroit. They had the drought. I know. I, you know, for so right. long. I just
2: You were right. Mm. But, but, Keyshawn, what did you text me late in the Detroit-Dallas game before all hell broke loose at the end of the game? you were not real happy with the way Jared Goff was playing, right? No, yeah,
1: he threw them okay. picks.
2: Okay. Well, well, one of them it was a
1: great defensive it, it play. It was. It was yeah, a very good defense
2: play. Okay, but I, are you sure he can, he can outplay Matt Stafford
1: I, I in the playoff game? I, I think in this situation, you have an environment that lends itself to the home team. Sure. First home game in Lord knows how long, uh, playoff home game, right? They hadn't won in a playoff game since 91. And it just the uh, the electricity in the air, I think, will put Jared Goff in a in a place where his focus is such that he goes out there and he does a pretty good job against his old team. I would think that that, because that's the way I would think. I would just, my mind says I gotta, I gotta take care of business against those guys on the other sideline because the world is watching and they think I can't. But maybe, maybe. His mind doesn't operate that way. I don't know. Mm. I'm I'm thinking no. it does. I'm thinking he could in this one particular game. Yeah, with everything on the line and the world are watching because we want to see how how he responds to his former
5: team. We do. We certainly I- want to. Yeah. But but I think I think him playing his former team. They also know the the weaknesses. They yes. they also know what well, he doesn't absolutely. do well and how to put him in a, those uncomfortable situations. And if anybody can do it, Raheem is going to be the one to do it. And, and I think that's the hard thing about playing your former team. It's not the same for Stafford because this isn't the same staff that was there when he was playing. So it's it's a little bit different there. But this is the staff that, that Jared Goff was playing with and playing for and playing. And so I think Sean McVay knows the things that he does really well. I know he knows the things he struggles with. And they're going to talk about that extensively. They're going to put pressure in his face. They're going to tell their players and Aaron Donald and the boys, and they're going to knock him to the ground every chance they get. And that's how you get him off his game and they're going to be physical with him. And if they're physical with him, you've seen how he's responded to that even this season. You know, when he's gotten pressured, he's gotten sacked multiple times. That's when he starts to turn the ball over. That's when he starts to see ghosts and starts putting up errant passes. And I think that's going to be their game plan against him. They're going to put pressure in his face. And if he responds well, that'd be a big moment for Jared Goff to respond and say, hey, I changed my game. You can hit me and I'm going to stand up in the face of this adversity and I'm going to execute and lead my team to a win. Mm. That's going to be a storyline, though. Okay, so you heard it here first. I got
2: Rams over Lions. I got Rams over 49ers. I got Cowboys over Rams in the NFC Championship game in Dallas, where, by the way, Matt Stafford grew up, and so he will go home and lose the NFC Championship. You heard it here first, and you disagree.
1: Well, I— You know, I just I, I got I gotta go for my guys though, Skip. Right. I I'm Detroit no, I, right I now with AG and, you know, and Dan Campbell. I but understand. if I'm looking out on the field, yeah. they can run the football to protect Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. If 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 that's the key to things for them to win, they gotta run the ball. If they you think Jared Jared Goff is gonna give it to the other team, Condition. Dan Campbell and company just gotta be smart
2: enough to know we gotta run. That is correct, and Jameer Gibbs is taking off right before your very eyes. Yes. Okay, we gotta talk about this because it's happening. Will Bel- Belichick, will he be gone? Will we hear anything today? Should he be gone? Can't wait to hear what Keyshawn has to say about this.
4: No mercy. No mercy. No mercy. Come on,
2: Once again, your turn. Hashtag Undisputed Live. Here we go. First tweet from Chris, Skip, and Michael this morning. I, now, I don't think we're popping the course no no no, 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 I mean, we're, we're, that, that would play right into yeah, his theme, right? Optimistic. Yeah, optimistic.
3: Getting way ahead of yeah, ourselves. We're, we're, right. We're, we're, we're not ahead of ourselves. We're yeah. right where we need to Yeah, be. we're right on time. Right. We're, what do you yeah. mean by that? What would he say? I feel like I'm off my mark. We yeah. My no, mark. I'm on just on looking at like you because
1: I'm waiting for, for you
5: to
3: get say something. Set. So the cowboy's Go. on that mark. I feel like I was off my mark. You know what
2: I mean? All right, this is from care. The Kitchen Stink. Miami Dolphins fans and players this morning. Where's the cake? Where's the presents?
1: Yeah, Dolphins, they, no, they in yeah, trouble. No, yeah. They're they getting ready to go to
2: Kansas City. They're going up be to be like City. two degrees. Yeah. Mm. And finally, from Rich Hall. Keyshawn's going to have to claim skip on his taxes uh-huh. with all these meals he's paying for, betting against the Cowboys. Oh, that's a great tweet, yeah, right that's now. That's good.
3: I like that. I look that. like a baby Keyshawn <laughs> trying to figure out his he's money. trying to figure 30 out Look at him. Say, yeah, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be rich. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <gonna> be rich. <laughs> <laughs> like he figured it out. <laughs> Don't tell <him>, anybody. <laughs> all right, back to business. Bill
2: Belichick's that's Patriots... Right. Finished 4-13 and with a dreary 17-3 home loss in the snow to the Jets, who just kept making snow angels. Keyshawn, you know Belichick, you know Robert Kraft. Do you think Belichick has coached his last game for the Patriots?
1: I, I, here, here's what I would dance around, and I would say. He hasn't coached his last game. No. Now, whether or not it's for the Patriots, that, that, that conversation is taking place either now or at some point today or has already happened. Whatever the case is, they're Maybe going to be as we speak. communicating yep. what the next steps are. Yep. It certainly feels like he has, just based on the momentum over the last several weeks, has just built up continued to keep building that he's not going to be the head coach of the New England Patriots moving forward.
2: He did, Bill said this morning, He would concede maybe giving up the GM duties.
1: Absolutely. So I was going to say that conversation Mm -hmm. has started to turn over the last several weeks that, hey, maybe the front office is getting in the way of him Mm -hmm. just focusing in on coaching because it's hard to do both. It's it's so hard to do both if you don't have somebody there that understands the players that you need for your systems. You know, you look at some of the coaches that were able to do it. Yep. Okay, and, and still be successful. But at some point, they, too, had to relinquish that right and allow somebody and else you've to do it. you
2: made the case again and again. Bill lost four or five right-hand men yes. who were really Absolutely. helping him Absolutely, You you think okay. about
1: what Mike Holman was trying to do in Seattle. Yep. Eventually, he had to say, you know what, I I just got to coach football. I yep. can't do this anymore. And, it, and then you start to look at, okay, what if he is gone, Michael? Let's just assume he... Him, him and Mr. Kraft and his son Jonathan make a decision and say, you know what? It's its course. We wanna start over. We wanna build something totally new. We're gonna hand the keys to Gerard Mayo. We're gonna allow you to go coach. There's opportunities from the Chargers that'll be there with a quarterback sure. and some defensive players. Washington just got rid of Ron Revere. Now they hire Bob Myers along with Rick Spillman, to come in and oversee the hiring process of the their... basketball new... Bob Myers. Yeah, the basketball Bob along Myers. With the basketball Magic Johnson, who's... Who, who is part yeah. owner, along yes. with Josh Harris. Mm-hmm. But you also got to think about what they're trying to do mm-hmm. in terms of building a strong foundation in Washington, something that was built uh, in Golden State with Bob Myers. And Rick Spillman clearly yeah. knows how to... Pick and select coaches and pick players and do all those things because he did it at Minnesota mm-hmm. for a very, very 30 years in the business yep. as an executive. So you know he knows what he's doing. So maybe there's a Belichick that's sitting there, Carolina. I don't think he would do that because the owner is too meddling all the time and Agreed. he doesn't want to deal with that mess. And then now there's Atlanta that may yeah. say, hey, maybe there's an opportunity. And I'm sure there's going to be we two know, or three Washington. more jobs before we the know, end Washington of the day.
3: Washington had thrown the name in the hat, and I, I hope he doesn't come in the NFC East. Mm. You know what I mean? I really don't want to see him in the East. But but I, I saw that Washington may be considered or may be interested. I, I watched Jimmy Johnson, my coach, yesterday. Because I watched him because I know how close he is with Bill Belichick. Yeah. You know, I know Bill comes and spend a couple weeks with Coach Johnson every year down in Key West where they just fish and kind of talk about ball. You know, how, how, how to build champions and how to coach guys. And, and they love it. So I watched Coach yesterday because I, I figured, you know, no matter what, if anybody knows, Coach will know. You know, and Coach looked into the camera. Coach Johnson looked into the camera, and he gave a message to Bill. And, and, and I thought that told me something because he talked about you have nothing to prove there. You, you, you've done what you needed to do. You've been successful, and you, 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 you should be proud of what you've done. And if you still want to coach, go and attack coaching and do it somewhere else. I thought that told me yes, he will be somewhere else. Yep. You know, yes, he will be somewhere else. He still wants to coach. It, it, it will be somewhere else. You said Skip that he said he was willing to give up the GM duties, and I thought it meant somewhere else. I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Right. But, but, but if he meant, and, and I thought that, I think that'd be interesting because if you are, if you're used to calling all the shots. And now you say, I'm not calling all of those shots I've relinquished or they taken them away from me. It mm-hmm. loses, it even Bill Belichick loses some walk-around power when that comes. Mm-hmm. So why would Bill weaken himself by saying, in, in this New place, England. in New England, yeah. I'm giving up that power because I gotta walk around these same players. Yeah. I don't know if he'll do that. But he will going other places. You yeah, know, no, no, going you go know, places. You, you, I you, thought you, that's what he was saying. If you see the that- because I'm willing to giving, work with not, you guys. Yes, it's not and, and giving and make up the work. power, because right. at the end
1: of the day, right. I'm going right. right. to align myself with who I want to align myself with, but Correct. I'm going to allow Correct. them to kind of, you know, pick, not necessarily pick, but gather the information to bring to me so we can decide together, opposed to a sole uh, sign-off that he has in New England. His, he has a sole sign-off in New England, yeah. where if you look at the charges he brings in, I don't know, the... Lewis Riddick. I'm just using somebody that okay. wants to be a general manager. Sure. Bring in Lewis Riddick along the side of him with the Chargers, for instance. Lewis is doing the day-to-day, all of the ins and outs and whatnot. He's just coaching ball because okay. he knows what type of players he wants. He's not bringing him a 5'10 linebacker. He's bringing him a 6'3", 245-pound linebacker because that's what he's looking for. So I can see him doing that for sure. No question
2: about okay. it. Okay. So... Forgive me for this, but I do not share the same reverence that you both have for Bill Belichick. And this is not new for me. I've been saying this for, I don't know, 10, 12 years on national television. I think he could be the greatest defensive mind this game has ever seen. So I'm going to give you, if you want to call him the greatest defensive coordinator ever, I give you that. I do not think he's a great head football coach. I believe that Tom Brady made him. I always said Tom was 75% of the equation in New England because he was the leader of the team and he saved them so many times in fourth quarters and overtimes of playoff games because he won his first six Super Bowls with game-winning drives in the fourth quarter and overtime. So the point is, if you look at Bill's record hard, you see that he's 13 games under 500 without Tom Brady. And once Tom left, you, you just look at it, he, he started to get exposed and it started to fade and fade and fade until it hit bottom this year at four and 13, four and 13, because Bill doesn't know how to find a quarterback. He doesn't know how to coach a quarterback. He coaches them to smithereens because he's hard on quarterbacks. He was hard on Tom, but Tom could take it. Tom rose above it and, and flourished and, and thrived on it. So to me... If he goes elsewhere, history will repeat. I I don't think he's gonna be a savior elsewhere. And back to the Washington Commanders, Michael. Josh Harris scares me because I know Josh and I know the success he's had not only in business but with the 76ers. Magic Johnson scares me like beyond belief because he's a basketball great who just knows sports, he he just knows people, people. he does. That's what he understands, people. Okay, Bob Myers scares me because he's brilliant at what what he does and what he did for Golden State. Rick Spielman scares me because he was always very good. So the brain power there is supreme, but if Bill went there, it wouldn't scare me. That's just me and maybe I'll eat these words, but I don't think so, but that wouldn't scare me unless you made him sort of the glorified head coach slash defensive coordinator and you said you handled that side of the ball and we're going to go out and find the greatest offensive coordinator available out there and he's going to run the offensive side. But it, I don't know, maybe it's Eric <laughs> B. Right, right, wait, right, right, right.
3: let, <laughs> let, me, let, me, let me do a little bit of this. because yeah. a couple of things, you know, you said here uh, that I want to address here. I do believe that, you know, of course I believe Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever live. But we started this show, and we talked about this show. It's great quarterback play, overrides everything. It just does. I love how you started that conversation when you say you believe he's the, probably the greatest defensive Mind. coordinator yeah. to yeah. ever live. Because yeah. he had he brought in so many innovative mm-hmm. things in he defense, did. and especially in the secondary, that made you hold that ball just a tad longer. Lawrence Taylor, get back there and knock your head off. You know what I mean? But when but, he coordinated the Giants. When yeah. he coordinated the Giants. Yep. You know, but now when you start saying about his success tied to Tom's, as important as quarterback play is, Tom made last second drives, Those oh, last second drives he had victory, he got victories on. The only reason he got those victories on because the head coach had instilled such a discipline in each one of those players that his ability doesn't get affected while he's driving the ball down the field, making the plays that he can make. Those linemen those receivers they were steadfast focused not because of Tom Brady only but also because of how the head coach yeah. put made that Patriot way i remember talking to Richard Sh- uh, Seymour Seymour was afraid to come talk to you on the sideline he was mm-hmm. so focused in the game that was head coach I Bill Belichick having them so focused that's why Tom was able to have success Tom didn't have that focus in Tampa late. That's probably why he retired, also. Yep. You know what I mean? That's that old 80 20 rule. A person gives you 80% of everything, but you're missing this 20. And at the time you're missing it, the 20 seemed bigger than the 80. So the love that he wasn't giving Tom, Tom felt they needed until he got it without the discipline. Okay, so do you guys think back. Bill can go elsewhere? I do think Bill can go somewhere. I, I, Super I, I Super think Bowl. if
1: he finds the right situation, yeah. yes, but, I do. Now, now winning a
3: Super Bowl is something else because we were talking, no other coach has ever gone to another, to won a Super no, Bowl, one team, point. and gone to the other to win a Super Bowl. And there's a lot of greats. Mike McCarthy? Mike McCarthy? You mean to tell me Mike McCarthy gonna be the first? Y'all gonna let that happen? You know, I ain't gonna never shut up if y'all oh. let Mike McCarthy uh-huh. be the Bill Belichick. Do me a favor now. I'm just. I'm just. you just right? do that for me? Never then. shut right. up. they to never stop.
2: Inbounds playing. or out of bounds for the Saints to score a rub it in <laughs> TD right. from Mike kneel McCartney down, down no. formation no. yesterday. We debate
3: next. Once he
2: put the store Falcons coach Arthur Smith, who was about to be fired, let Saints coach Dennis Allen have it at midfield after the game for allowing his team to score a 1-yard touchdown out of kneel-down of victory formation with a 41-17 lead. Yet Allen said, Jameis Winston, the offense went rogue and changed the kneel-down play call. <laughs> Winston said he just wanted to get Jamal Williams a touchdown because Jamal hadn't scored one all season, and that what did it really matter whether the final score was 41 or 48 to 17? So, Richard, you first. Was this victory formation TD inbounds or out of bounds?
5: Well, I mean, I guess in, in terms of... Uh, The etiquette of football, it was out of bounds. You know, it's not something you would expect, especially out of a kneel-down situation. It's kind of the equivalent in the NBA of a team acting like they're going to dribble the clock out and then pulling up for a three, Uh, but... I mean, at the end of the day, you get to do what you get to do. I mean, I've never heard of a team going rogue against their coach's wishes like this (laughs) and scoring a touchdown. (laughs) I've really never heard of this. usually heads roll in this situation, either players or coaches in these scenarios. But uh, it just seems like they were trying to be good teammates. I don't know if he had an incentive or something that he was trying to reach or that they needed to, to get this. If that wasn't the case, then it's kind of an odd play being up the amount they were up. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's not their responsibility not to score. So, it just seems kind of weird doing it in the formation that they did it in. If they would have lined up in a high yeah, formation fine. or a single back in the backfield and just ran the ball, then nobody would have been upset. Hmm. Yeah, it's like a little rivalry, too, with
1: Atlanta and New Orleans. That's same ride. division. it a great It's ride. been, it's it's been, been great. stuff for years going on between <laughs> them, too. I, I mean, I don't have a problem with it. He wanted them to score – it's not that big of a deal, like you said. What's the difference between forty-one and forty-eight, man? I'm, at the end of the day, yeah, it looks poor. It looks like poor sportsmanship to those people that are on the outside, but for those players, on the New Orleans Saints, they don't care. They they don't care. And I and I've seen, I've seen this happen. And you remember this in a pro bowl, um, against Tom Coughlin and Steve Verline. Remember that, Michael? Where Coughlin. Was blitzing in the Pro Bowl you weren't supposed to. Steve Burline took it in his own hands, and we just start throwing the ball. Just start throwing the ball all over the place. I mean, so I've seen little back and forwards like this.
3: Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't subscribe to. Uh, well, there's a certain way you guys have to play, even when you're beating us. Let me tell you something. Sometimes when we when when were at Miami, we would get up on teams and we would put it in our second team, our second unit, our third unit. Those guys want to play. They've been practicing for years. They get an opportunity. To get, let them get on the field. Let them play. We're not saying, okay, well you get on the field and don't play. They're going to play. Now, in this situation, this situation, coach told you to take the knee. If, if They're not going to tell you. If that kid had an incentive and he didn't make a whole lot of money, hand that kid that ball and they get the incentive. If they get, I, I don't care about that. Arthur Smith, don't make that a big deal. You're really pressured. About you? No, you knew you were about to get fired. Yeah. Let's not throw that out here because it's not going to distract us. And you still got dismissed, so we're still right here where we're supposed to be. I, I, that, that thats not the conversation. The conversation is what Richard Sherman talked about. Y'all did not listen to what the coach said, and that's an issue. Oh, that's
2: an issue. Wouldn't Jameis? You think he did himself any favors in New Orleans?
1: No. I, I, I don't, don't think so. He probably don't even anticipate being back in the Maybe anymore, not. To be honest you know, <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe not.
2: But don't you think as Richard alluded to, it's a low blow to do it from a kneel down formation? <laughs> like it's, it's just like in your
1: face. And some of the I, I don't know what was being said throughout the game. Yeah. I have but, no
3: idea. But but, but I mean, wait, wait 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 but that, that's not that, that's not on them. It's, I don't care what a position a team is in. You still have to play defense. Dan Marino fake spiked you. He did. Okay? Yeah. So what do you mean? Right. you oh, so that's to win the once game. But you know, once like, we see somebody yeah. in one position, we give up our position. No, you play the game. 60 minutes is how you play the game. I don't want to hear any of that. Uh, some of the Saints said that
2: some of the Falcons asked, are you guys going to run a play or not? And the Saints said, we're a mom, like we didn't say a right. word. Because you, know, right. you, you can alert them that. We're just going to kneel, right?
5: I guess Yeah, you're I mean, but, but it, it took, if you own the field, you expect it to play. I mean, I've I've seen it the other way where, where guys yeah. get in a kneel-down formation and the defense go tease off and then people get frustrated I and mean, they're it like, man, you're trying here. to get somebody hurt. But <laughs> right right. at the end of the day, if you snap the ball, some people won't play to the whistle. And I'm it gonna, don't matter what the situation bringing is. Bringing that in the NFL, yeah.
2: right? Well, the Falcons <laughs> will not forget this next year a couple of times for sure. And, and that's the best yeah.
3: part about what Arthur Smith did. It it makes the rivalry better. It it It, adds to the rivalry. All right. Up next, Washington, Michigan. Who wins? We debate.
2: Okay. Michigan is a a four-and-a-half point favorite to beat Washington for the national championship tonight. Keyshawn, who wins and what is the score, please?
1: I think Michigan wins. Um, I didn't think of the score, but I'm going to give you – 27-18. 27 18. Okay, that's a good I'm gonna, good make, I'm gonna, make, like I'm gonna make it that score. But yeah, right. I think Michigan wins, and, and Harbaugh Rise off into the sunset. he's restored the program. He has. Right? So now it's time for him to do something that he hadn't done, which is go back to the NFL and try to win the Super Bowl.
3: Okay. Michael. God, this is such a game, man. I'm mm-hmm. gonna tell you something. That Washington quarterback, that that, that kid's doing. Uh, he that can sling good. it. That kid is different. It. You can say what he will. Lefty slinger, right man. But but that Michigan, what I saw against that and that I guess that Alabama line, the way that defensive line attacked Alabama's yep. offensive line, yep. kept pressure on. They they they'll they'll do this again, and it'll give Washington some problems. I yep. I I'll have Michigan winning this game. It'll be a 27-24 game. Okay, so it'll be a, close, a game, close game. But, but it'll be one at the line
2: of scrimmage for Michigan. Okay, so I told you guys the day Jim Harbaugh got suspended ahead of the Penn State road game. Michigan just won the national championship. I had them over Alabama. I have them tonight. I think it'll be higher scoring, 30-24. to 24. But listen, that Mason Graham in the middle of that Michigan defense, well, five, he, five he, is the, 318
1: Ooh, pounds. what if he's a Ooh, Cowboys what? coach next yeah. year? Harbaugh. Ooh. Ooh, what does that mean? Oh I, oh, I
3: thought whoa. you were talking about Mason Graham. Yeah, I Mason talk about Graham. Graham. that's I a thought you talking about a run. A... That's a... like Mason. We are back
2: tomorrow oh, at 9.30 Eastern,
4: and I can't wait.